0: want to be one of the best brewers there is. I stopped uh, dressing all in plastic.
1: You better be brewing five to six times a week. A beer, every beer, is made with love, and it begs to, to be appreciated.
0: I need something to kill the salmonella I'm kind of worried about in the eggs. Do you find that uh, that the hops kind of clash with the uh, chicken embryo you put in there? <laughs> well,
2: I might sleep here tonight.
0: It's a California <coughs> king. There's plenty of room for both of us, Beavis. Yeah. How many of the brewers over there have seen your ass?
2: that's uh, Someone's getting cut tonight. All yeah. I have to say is...
4: All right. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the session. My name's Justin Crosley. I'm your host tonight first time in weeks back in the studio. Happy to be here. Happy to see you, Tasty and JP. Yeah. Hi. Glad you're back. It's been a while. I made
5: it. Yeah, I see. Everything in one piece, including your transportation.
4: Yeah, the RV did did pretty damn good, Pretty, good. It's all pretty yeah. good. Yeah. No uh, no good. major mishaps. Uh, like a cabinet almost fell off. Just a minor ones. Yeah, okay. yeah, I put that back. All right. Because, all right um, good. It's road tested now. Yeah. It, it did fine. Um, and it didn't even leak all that much. So that was nice. <laughs> all that. Yeah, Uh, it was a good time. Uh, Today's show is brought to you by the fine folks at More Beer. They sponsor this session and every session that we bring. And they've teamed up with the great John Palmer to make 27 beer kits based on the recipes found in Brewing Classic Styles, written by both Palmer and Jamil Zanishev. These kits are true to style and uh, are all within BJCP guidelines, enabling them to be easily entered into that upcoming competition. So buy two kits and get fast and free shipping from more beer, go to morebeer and check them out. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty epic road trip, man. Uh, you know, went from here to the uh, homebrew con,
6: right.
4: which of course That's y'all, right y'all were at. Um, had our had our big uh, anniversary
5: party. That was a great party. Uh,
4: from there, I went up into uh, across uh, Washington and up into British Columbia. Um, Got in a fight with the customs agents on the way back. Attaboy. (laughs) Um, I mean, they were being dicks.
0: Of course they were. I'm sure it had nothing to do with anything else (laughs) other than their attitudes towards you at that specific moment. That's what
4: it was. They were dicks. And then I... If I was if I was completely like a hundred and ten percent certain that they wouldn't find anything in the RV, mm-hmm. I would have been an even bigger dick back. But I was only a partial dick because the RV has been to Burning Man three times. and You yeah, just never know somebody what
5: somebody could have a station there. That their dog can
0: find but you. <laughs> yeah, don't even know his exactly. thing. Oh, for sure. Or like a bag a baggie might have broken a yeah. staple in a cabinet, and then you're just you're boned. That's what I'm saying. You're and thicken on your feet there, bro. Because I was sitting there
4: going, "Fuck these guys." They were n- <laughs> and and. If I just felt a hundred and ten percent innocent, yeah, I don't care if they kept me there all day. I didn't like their attitude, uh, but yeah, I just thought there might That's be that one good, good move—that
0: <laughs> ten, that that eleven percent. Man, there's a show on Netflix called like Border Security Patrol or whatever, and essentially it's a reality show about that shit. Okay, the the Canadian American border. And and people come on over all the time and literally nine times out of ten, they don't find shit. They tear people's cars apart because they find shake. Right. And then they go and interview the dude. I was watching this one episode last night. They interviewed this dude about his prior drug use. Okay. And he's like, I mean I mean, I smoke pot like a couple times a week, like not a big deal and then he like grows some, but it's legal where he is, but he was coming into the States. (laughs) Right. And they barred him. A lifetime ban, right, for his drug use in, in the past. Like, yeah. Wow, he's like, it's not, it's never been a big deal. He's like, well, it's a, it's an issue now, and yeah. we just, we can't tolerate that in the in, in the states. It's just, we, it's like, dude. He had a little shake in his floor. Right. Like, come on. So it
5: wasn't your possession. It was because
0: he admitted he used. Right. Wow.
6: Because he yeah. was honest. And I want your kind. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah.
5: Huh? Going into Canada was
4: a piece of cake. I, I get, Canada doesn't give a shit. Oh, but the guy, they, <laughs> like, <laughs> laughing and joking, you yeah. know, he he asked a couple questions, and then he's like, you know, do you do you have any guns in the vehicle? And I was like, no, sir. And he goes... Did
0: you flex and you just go- say, just these?
4: <laughs> I just said, yeah. I said, no, sir. And he goes, okay, where are your guns now, then? <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Because every American has a gun. Yeah, it's right. I'm laughing, and then he he like cracks a smile, and uh, you know, I didn't get a stamp on my passport. He's like, "Oh, we don't uh, we don't stamp passports." Right. Oh, but I like stamps. He's like, "All right, well, hand it over. I'll give you a stamp." (laughs) Nicest guy in the world. (laughs) Coming back. Oh boy. So nice. The whole fucking thing.
0: He was probably nice to you to soften the blow that he knew was coming with Mm. your inevitable return. Yeah. Home. And it's always that way, especially at that particular
4: border crossing. Mm. Although I do always have a French guy with me when I'm coming back, uh, who's not who's not from Canada and then obviously not from the US. And I think that's how it usually starts, like, oh now we have to go talk to you because you You have you, a French national with no return ticket. Well yeah. Yeah. And so that's all fine. None of that bothers me. It's once you get in there, they're just dicks about the whole thing. You know, There's all families in there. Nice Canadian fam I don't know. It just it rubbed me the wrong way. And then I mouthed off like one time. And then they're like, "All right, well, do you have any produce in the car?" And I'm like, "Yeah, there's like a fucking tomato in there." And they're like, "Okay, we're gonna go search it. Do you have any drugs in there?" No. What do you have in there? A bunch of beer. How much beer? I don't know. A bunch of beer. Look, go find it yourself. <laughs> right.
0: You're going to go in there. Whatever I tell you, four cans or a brewery, you're going to go in there anyway. So just yeah. go in there. Do
4: so you know what they came back with?
0: Huh.
4: A tomato. Yeah, okay. No beer? <laughs> being honest. Yeah, yeah, the beer is fine. Came back with the one. Uh, speaking of tomatoes, we're talking to Imperfect Produce today. Uh, my tomato was not perfect. But it had probably been in there for two weeks at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just right enough for me, dude. I bought it in the U.S. By the way, oh, took was... it into Canada. They uh-huh. didn't care.
0: No, I was bringing it back to the U.S. Well, t- uh, Canada is not necessarily like the the, t- the tomato growing hub of Northern America, right. so they.
4: But
6: I'm don't just care. saying,
0: like I was bringing back agriculture that
4: f- yeah. f- from to its rightful home.
0: <laughs> Returning the one ring to the mountain. <laughs> Actually, that's not true because I wasn't driving back to
4: Mexico. I was just bringing it <laughs> back to where I bought it from.
0: Yeah, uh, you don't even buy California grown produce. Man, wow! Mm-hmm. But they like wow.
4: so. I go in and and we're in the line, and it's a long line. Mm-hmm. And so I go back outside to smoke a cigarette, right? And while I'm out there, the lady monitoring the parking lot is like, "You can't be out here. You have to wait inside." Oh. And I was like, really? Because I'm just, like, waiting. Like, I got a long time. I can finish this and the rest of my pack. I'm sure of it. Yeah. I didn't say all that, but I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, you got to go in. Well, there wasn't a garbage can or an ashtray around. There was, like, these big planters that didn't even have plants in them. They were, like, they were, like big ashtrays. Okay. <laughs> and there was a bunch of other cigarettes in them. Yeah. So I didn't flick it on the ground. I didn't, I put it out in the giant ashtray. Go, Very polite about it. I go back inside and I get in line, and we're not quite to the front yet, and customs agent goes, "You, come over here." I go over there, and my group starts to follow me. And he's like, "None of you, I didn't ask for any of you." So and they don't know they're like, you know it's like you called me by name. yeah, I mean, go over and he's like, "I need you to go outside right now." And pick up that cigarette you put. That is a planter.
0: <laughs> it's
4: not an ashtray. We're growing cigarette butts. And I'm like, okay. And I was like, do you so you want me to like do you want me to leave? Do you want me to come back? I want you to pick up your cigarette. No, I understand that. But then like, do you want me to come back in here with the rest of my group? Or like you want me to wait and he's not being clear. Mm-hmm. He's like, Go get it and come back. And now I'm angry, so I'm like, okay. Do you want me to pick up everybody else's cigarettes, too, while I'm out there? Because there's a little pile. I'll take them all. And at this point now, he's just staring at me. So I go. Mm-hmm. And I took them all. Because, yeah. you know, they don't belong there. Right. <laughs> I can play the game. Yeah. Come back in. Don't even talk to that guy. He sends me to somebody else. But now it's the, now it's the search. It's, uh-huh. the, it's the whole search. Right. And, that, and I'm fine with the search. But like I said, I... I needed it to be like an easy search, just in case. there. Was, so I couldn't be a further dick. I just had to be like, yeah, I'll just search the car. I don't care.
0: Little soft search, You're dude. You're
4: going to find yeah. a tomato right. and some beer. And they came back, and they found a tomato and some beer. Hmm. So that's my experience coming back. Anyhow, then I spent the rest of the time a, a bunch of time in Montana. Uh, yeah. Don't visit Montana.
0: Okay. I never will. <laughs> Good job. I hate that place anyway. Thanks for that tip. I don't even know if it exists, really.
4: Well, I'm actually protecting Montana. I yeah. don't want you to visit because you'll never want to leave. It's oh. a wonderful, wonderful place on earth. Yeah. Boy, did I love being in Montana. Uh, I think I spent uh, almost two weeks there. Went to a rodeo. Oh. Took the French kid to a rodeo. Is it a rodeo? Uh, no, no, no. No? No. It's a rodeo? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a three-syllable word? I took the French kid, and um, they're serious about their rodeos. Uh, they b- Before the National Anthem... Yeah. They did another like a they do a pre-national anthem. Wow. Which is like a very patriotic music bed mm-hmm. while the rodeo hostess talks about old glory. Oh, and wow. there's like a, and there's a flag ceremony and stuff which is cool, you know, they're on yeah. the horses with the flag, but then she spends like a couple minutes about what this flag means to us and 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 everything which that's all fine and good. Um And then, of course, comes the time to stand for the... Of course. And these people were serious. So I look at the French kid, and I'm like, listen... I don't care what you think, or I yeah, you know it's not your flag. You better fucking stand
0: yeah. Get up, Kaepernick. Let's go. <laughs> because we are all going to get shot
4: right now. Oh, absolutely. You're not, not... going to accept us. Oh, yeah. he, he stood up. He put the hand on his heart, <laughs> and he sang it in French, I'm sure. <laughs> that was a thing. But I uh, saw a rodeo, uh, hung out with the Phillipsburg Brewing Company people, oh, yeah. um, got to go to Glacier National Park, which is now on fire. Not my fault. Hmm. Um, Glacier's great. Uh, good national park. Um uh, got to go rafting. I went to a beer festival there in Glacier. Um, Man, you did it all, dude. Yeah. And from there, went down. I just spent a day in Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. You know why they call it Yellowstone? I am the dumbest person on earth. Because um, there's a... I know. I don't. There's a lot of Yellowstones. So there's the Grand Canyon of Yellowstone. Yeah. This is how stupid I am. I I'm I go through the whole park. Everything look, looks cool. I, I'm loving it. And I get to the Grand Canyon of Yellowstone, which is, as you can imagine, it's like a Grand Canyon with like a river running it's through a it. a big canyon. And man. it's all yellow. It's all Yellowstone. I'm right. standing there. Still took me 10 minutes. And I was like...
6: Oh,
0: <laughs> they don't just
4: make s- these names up.
0: Could have been just like, uh, you know, Marigold Rock
4: National yeah, Park. Know, sulfur but- Dioxide Park. <laughs> yeah, right. Um... Anyway, I only spent the day there. A lot of tourists, but a beautiful place. Yeah. Um, It's like the earth is being invented in front of you. Or, like, you know, it feels very prehistoric. Mm -hmm. Everything's bubbling. There's mud and bubbling over and the smell of sulfur. You're waiting for a pterodactyl to fly by. Yeah. Hell Um, yeah, bro. It was an
5: active area. It's very active. (laughs) Except for that pterodactyl. I don't know. He probably doesn't fly over too often. Yeah,
0: probably not that often, but that's that's how I felt.
4: I like Um, how
5: you wanted
0: to leave because there were too many people doing what you were doing. <laughs> Which is exactly what I would do. Yeah. Man, God damn it, I hate everyone doing the same shit I'm trying to do. I'm going to leave and do something different. Yeah. Like drive home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's all these side
4: roads and stuff that I didn't get to take because you can't take the RV. Yeah. I took it on one. I shouldn't have. Mm. Um, that sounds familiar. So that, it was kind of like that. Uh, okay. That would have been cool because I think the, you know, the main road that I had to take, where you can see all, uh, tons of beautiful things. It's like the bu- the tour bus route too. Okay. So every time you get off, there's four buses full of people there. It was still great. Drove through that. That made my way to Colorado and spent some time there. So uh, I think almost three thousand miles on the RV. Wow, big trip. Nothing broke. No tires popped. Oh. There was the cabinet thing, but I fixed that. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. That little girl made it, and then I left her in Colorado. On um, <laughs> the side that, of the road. Yeah. <laughs> VIN number filed down. Yeah. <sighs> Smoldering. <laughs> I got to bring her back after after GABF. So that's where I've been. Uh, there is a video on Phillipsburg Brewing Company on the YouTube page. I did that. Um, I, I had. Uh, I've, I've got another video coming of the of the whole trip where you'll get to see all of these places I'm talking about. And then I totally screwed up a third video that you'll never see. So it was amateur hour. All right. Today on the program, we've got Imperfect Produce. Ryan Holmes is with us, um, and we're going to learn about what Imperfect Produce does, uh, and then we're going to learn about the the collaborations that he's been doing with different breweries. Um, so uh, hang in there for that. Let me get to a couple of announcements for you. Uh, announcements brought to you today by Drake's Brewing Company. Just released their Brightside Extra Brute IPA. So check that out. It's in kegs at uh, different accounts and in uh, six-pack bottles. Um, and they're one of the pioneers of that uh, new uh, Brute IPA style. So check it out. Go to drinkdrakes.com. We've got some new Brewing Network shows, if you haven't heard about them. Uh, for those of you uh, in the Spanish-speaking world or friends of. Espanol. Um, that Thank you. The
0: Spanish uh, for Spanish.
4: Entrez Cervezas. We released our first podcast. The second one should be coming out later this week. And that's geared at the uh, Spanish-speaking world to help them uh, learn about brewing just like we did.
5: They're very interested. I know that.
4: The goal is kind of the to be the, the brew strong of, of the Spanish-speaking world. So Excellent. kind of t- just take all the different topics and tear them down. And, um, so check that out and share it with your friends. Also, those of you pro brewers out there, we've got a new show on, on marketing. It's called Shine Runner Craft Marketing. Short segment's that one. You only need to spend 15 15, 20 minutes at a time. But uh, Mark Colburn is going through all the facets of uh, getting your beer to market and how to get it into grocery stores and, um, you know, all the distribution marketing side that we've never talked about uh, in depth here. So check out those two new podcasts on thebrewingnetwork.com. They're all in iTunes and the Google Play Store. All right, we've got another beer festival coming up here.
0: Oh, my God, really?
4: Not just a beer festival. I don't know how the fuck it got roped into this one, but we're doing uh, Concord Oktoberfest, the first ever Concord Oktoberfest uh-huh. right here in Toto Santos Park. Great. That's happening October 12th and 13th. It's a two-day event, doing it Friday night and Saturday day. Uh, we're going to have a uh, traditional German beer garden, but this time featuring craft beer. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. not all of the Paulaner and the uh, Hofbrauhaus and stuff you might find at every other Oktoberfest. We're mm-hmm. going to our craft brew friends for their german beer styles so i'm gonna have 20 plus breweries in that tent uh we've got live music we've got a whole kids area uh half the park uh, almost is going to be a kids area with rides and uh, bouncy houses and a petting zoo um, and all kinds of different things i'm still getting the whole list of all the children's things we're doing plus live music plus uh german food galore you know who i got confirmed to be there today who uh, 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 DJ's Bistro. I was hoping
0: that, man. boy, Isn't that cool? Yeah.
4: Yeah, DJ's Bistro is our favorite European place right mm-hmm. here in Concord. They kill it. Yeah. And I think he's going to do uh, all schnitzel all day. Hell yeah. Yeah. So a lot of good That's food. That's what the party should be called. All schnitzel all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah schnitzel Fest. Yeah. <laughs> um so uh save the date october 12th and 13th uh we'll do some pre-sale tickets but you'll be able to buy them uh the day of two and yeah. it's a family-friendly event except for inside the beer tent you'll have to be 21 or older to uh, go into the beer tent Um that's the only restriction other than that hell yeah bro do whatever you want
0: <laughs> get in yes. the the house launch some kids <laughs> to the moon man let's go yeah uh
4: so it should be uh, a good time the first ever Concord Oktoberfest. All right, you can support us by doing your Amazon shopping. Just click the Amazon links on the homepage. Uh, that helps a lot. We appreciate everybody who does that. You can subscribe and join the BN Army uh, for as little as two bucks a month. Um, you can support us. Plus, you're entered into the More Beer Monthly Donation Giveaway, which is a chance to win 100 bucks to spend at More Beer. And we draw that name every single month and announce it uh, via email. So if, if you're a current donor, make sure your email address is current in PayPal. All right, get updates and pictures and fun items over on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send your feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Do we have a Twitter game? We do. Twitter Games brought to you today by the Wine & Hop Shop. Go to WineAndHop.com. They've been locally owned and operated in Wisconsin for over 40 years. Uh, Most items that they sell ship within 24 hours. And BN listeners get $8 flat rate shipping on orders under 25 pounds. Just enter BN Shipping in the notes field of the shopping cart. Um, Madison residents, uh, order your homebrew supplies online at WineAndHop.com and pick them up at Working Draft Beer Company. They're located on Wilson Street right across from Central Park, and they waive the shipping and give you half off your first beer. That's a good deal. Picking up your home supplies at the local pub. Go to WineAndHop.com and check it out. What's our Twitter game?
0: Well, I don't know if you know this, Justin, but uh, I mean, maybe you do. You keep tabs on us when when you're out and about. Yes. You can't stop thinking about the Brewing Network, and, no. and I appreciate that. I know everything. Uh, Warren's been missing quite a lot of work. Really? Recently. He hasn't yes. been on the shows? He hasn't been on the shows uh, as, as often as I would like. I mean, he's probably missed Three shows. I thought he quit his job or <coughs> something. He's, he's doing some things. I don't know. But uh, my query to the internet is: What is Warren hiding? Okay. What's he doing right now? Why is he missing so much oh, damn work? What's his side gig? Huh? Yeah,
4: that's a great question.
0: The work's too damn high. Party of something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he was always so good about showing up. Something must be a up. He, he, that's what I'm thinking. I think either he's he's transitioning. Um, into what? I don't know. Right? Um, maybe a chrysalis is forming. I don't know. Sure. Um, but uh, something is uh, something's amiss. Okay.
4: Yeah. All right. What's Warren been hiding? Yeah. That's our Twitter game.
0: Besides his chin, his weak chin.
4: <laughs> right. All right, let's do some feedback. Feedback's brought to you today by the Beer Law Center. Go to BeerLawCenter.com. They can protect your trademark like they do mine. Or they can do your um, uh, TTB filings? TTB, right? Sure. Yeah, they can do all that stuff. (laughs) Go to BeerLawCenter.com. Clearly. All right, Rob writes in. Hi, Rob. Hello, Brewing Network. Been listening for about a half a year, but I caught up with about three years' worth of episodes since I've started. Can't thank you guys enough for all the content, uh, countless hours of entertainment, blah, blah, blah. Uh, started listening um, and picked up home brewing. Made a few batches. Some have been drinkable.
6: <laughs>
4: I am, however, active-duty military and move around a lot and have the wonderful opportunity of drinking beer from many different craft breweries. I highly recommend checking out a couple breweries from uh, Oahu, Hawaii. So he says, Beer Lab, Honolulu Beer Works, Stew
0: Bum, <laughs> F- Bum and Stonewall. Yeah. Seems like a typo. And it seems like a weird vaudeville act. <laughs> Stubum? I'm Stew Bum and I'm typo.
4: <laughs> it does. And, of course, Maui Brewing, he says. I've heard you mention Maui Brewing in passing a few times. Um, but anyway, there's other amazing beers. And... I'm no longer living in Hawaii, and I've come to you for advice. So here's the crux of the Boy, that was...
0: <laughs> I should have edited that. My apologies. Uh, okay. okay. Uh,
4: I've come to you for advice on how to obtain beer from out of state when the current state I live in does not allow delivery of alcohol. I'd hate to be part of the beer trading, but I miss the beer that I used to drink. Any suggestions would be greatly appreciated, and can't wait to hear your response. Um, your drunkly neighbor, Rob... <laughs>
0: Um, I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, there are services, but it sounds like your state doesn't say that they will allow, allow even shipment of alcohol.
4: Right? But there's only nine states that allow. It. Oh, is that right? Move. I yeah, guess. it does seem fairly rare, actually. Yeah. The whole shipment yeah. of alcohol. The thing. best
5: way is to do some sort of uh, sharing of beer, like you get online and find somebody. Yeah, you got to gotta do the beer share. Yeah, or at least have they, a private because they, they don't care where they go ship you know, so, they know, shipment, they'll ship it. Buy know, It's not a legal shipment, but yeast yeah. samples. Yes. Yeah. Experiment. So I I think
4: you're saying I hate to get in on this beer share thing, but that's what you got to do.
0: So you got something to do. Well, I mean, I think also if you just – maybe you can make friends on maybe our forum in in a state that you want beer out of. And not necessarily do a beer trade because a lot of breweries poo-poo that and, you know, you want to be part of the system. So maybe they'll buy it for you. You can PayPal them some money and they'll buy you a beer and ship it. You don't need to, like, worry about sharing or trading or doing anything weird like that. True. Maybe you can make, I don't know, make, a, make a friend, Rob. Jesus Christ. Most people want to trade, though. They're going to send you beer, you send them Yeah, that's beer the incentive and, uh, is to
5: trade. You've got a beer in your area they can't get. They, yeah. They want
0: to have Yeah. Well, it sounds like he doesn't have shit.
5: Well, that's the problem. Yeah. He's got to have some currency.
0: Yeah. I worry that he's with the TTB and this is a trap.
5: This yes. is entrapment. We're
0: like a, yeah, we're
4: now promoting it. A, a, it's like
5: where was did illegal, illegal activity. Yeah, where there was like a uh, the cops did a sting
0: operation and left a semi trailer open full of new shoes, like in in the hood somewhere. Yeah, and arrested everybody who came in and grabbed shoes. It's like, whoa! Wow. Oh, first of all, entrapment. It's a, oh God, that's a yeah. lot of shoes right yeah. there. Yeah. What are you going to do with it? Oh what do God. you expect, man? <laughs> I would take those I shoes. Would. Hell, yeah. It's a crime of opportunity. Yeah, after
4: the first theft, they didn't, like, go, okay, well, we better button it up. They just let it keep happening. It was a trap. This is
0: probably illegal, and we shouldn't be entrapping everybody. Yeah.
4: Yeah, Uh, yeah, so I don't know, man. Drive across state lines. Pick it up. Uh, Get in the beer share. We have one in our forum. There's a lot of other forums out there, too. I, I think that's the best way to do it. Or, you know... Enlist your uh, military buddies who are flying around. Yeah, they're everywhere. Uh, you know, I can't name names, but uh, in the past, we've had a couple military pilots who uh, were based out of uh, our area. And every time they flew somewhere, would, would bring us back beer yeah. from different places. It's true. So you, you probably have more access to getting beer than we do. Yeah. A,
0: and thank you for your service. Yeah.
4: <laughs> 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 Tap them taxpayer dollars, man. Bro. Uh, right. All right. Todd writes in, hey, Brew Brewvengers. I want to thank you for the hours of fun, knowledge, and distraction while I ride my bike around the mean streets of Amsterdam selling beer. <laughs> I'm originally from okay. Portland, Oregon, but have found myself here in the awesome city of Amsterdam after a brief stint in Oslo, Norway.
0: Oh, so people from Oregon moving into another area and artificially inflating the pri- the housing values? <laughs> oh I God. get it. Go back to Oregon, scum.
4: <laughs> Is that a Oregon thing? You know, the Comp- California it's a California
5: thing, but that's what they Okay, us. yeah.
4: Uh, listening to the podcast has good helped joke. me stay motivated and somehow positive, uh, despite JP's best efforts. I'm trying. About craft beer and working for a brewery, even while riding around in the wind and the rain, begging bars to buy my beer. Keep up the good work. Uh, on a side note, he says, I work for, well, uh, oh, he tells me how to pronounce it. He says, it's pronounced like Pussy, At, and Cotter. So, Pussy, At, and Cotter. Um, which translates into kitten and cat, or roughly vagina and hangover, depending on how on who you're talking to. I guess um, it's a local Amsterdam brewery, and one of the things that we do, he says, is reproduce beers from a brewery that was the largest in Netherlands from 1733 to 1949. Well, that's pretty cool. That's a long run. Some historical uh, historical beers. Yeah, I like that. Recently, we opened a bottle of pre World War II extra stout in an attempt to see if there was anything still alive that we could reproper and and also to drink some Uh, the results if anything uh, is still viable is yet to be seen but surprisingly the beer was still carbonated had head retention and tasted pretty damn good wow cheers from todd i would find the pretty damn good hard to believe except that it's hard to believe it was carbonated and had head retention
0: right so maybe it was
5: you yeah, know. That's quite a capping
0: operation. There. Yeah. That's right? amazing. If you like oxidized soy sauce, it was pretty good. <laughs> right. I mean,
5: uh, also, send them over. Todd, we do it.
4: But maybe it wasn't oxidized if it still had yeah. carbonation,
5: well, right? There's, oh, so, no, no, there's, there's, there's Nothing can get out. Nothing can get in either. So well, no, it was it was yeah. well, it was probably
4: bottle condition. It
0: would have been in there. It was probably bottle
4: Yeah, maybe. Which would have eaten it up. And then, you know, hmm.
5: mm-hmm.
4: pre-World War II. That's, that's so, hard to
5: believe. They didn't know. The World he War said One. it tasted all right. Just, I,
4: mean, I would have tried it. I'm curious. I oh, more. I would
5: have totally tried it. I need it. a signed affidavit by some other <laughs> a group of 10 people. Yeah. Have, have next yeah. time,
4: listen, guys, if you didn't do this already, next time you open a bottle like that, get out the video camera and the microphone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, I want right. to hear that pop of the cap, you know, the pff, yeah. and then see the head retention. See Obviously, it. you can't tell us how, you know, or we, we, don't, we can't tell how
5: it tastes. We can see the look on your face.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we could have known, we could have proven two out of three things. Also, that probably would have been a wildly popular beer YouTube video. Oh, for
0: sure. And better yet, send it to us and we'll do it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, Yeah, if you got more around, that'll be rad. Or fly us to Amsterdam.
0: Although, I love that that the the brewery name could mean one of three things. (laughs) Yeah. I like it.
4: I'm going to go with vagina and hangover
0: (laughs) Uh, incubator and shoelaces. Yeah. (laughs) All right. That's our feedback
4: for you today. Um, Hey, if you're looking for more information on branding, uh, check out the brand uh, wait. Wait, which one did I do here? No. Yes. These, these people will help you do branding. Yes. Uh, craft Brew Creative. You sweat and toil over uh, creating exceptional beer. Well, Craft Brew Creative will assure that your branding reflects that outstanding craft. They take time to understand your vision through a straightforward and results-driven process. The result something tangible that will make you proud of your brewery brand and feel confident in your market. They do logo design, branding strategy, websites, labels, and tap handles. Those are just a few things. So go check them out. Uh, because of uh, Craft Brew Creative, Creative's great relationship with the Brewing Network, they're going to offer fifteen percent off your first design or branding project, uh, which is good for up to three hundred bucks in savings. Go to craftbrewcreative.com for details and mention the Brewing Network for savings. By the way, uh, the Hop Grenade uses Craft Brew Creative to do a bunch of our branding stuff. Um, so if you like the Hop Grenade brand, uh, this is a personal note, too. These guys kick ass. His name's Ryan over there, and he's a good guy and does good work. Just did the branding for our uh, Concord Oktoberfest, too. So, good people over there. All right. Want to take a break? Sure. I think we're ready.
0: I mean, hell, why not? If you're going to offer me a break, dude, what am I going to do? You're ready for it. I want to keep talking?
4: (laughs) All right, let's do that. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be speaking to Ryan Holmes from Imperfect Produce. He's got a homebrew for us to try, Tasty. Oh, good. Yeah. I love homebrew. We're going to do that, and we're going to learn about Imperfect Produce and their beer project. Hang in there. It's the session. You're listening to The Brewcasters Brewcasters. on The Brewing Network.
0: So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of...
6: Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment.
0: Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment bar and pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck JP.
1: Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters serving tanks, kegs and draft lines, sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star San, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star solution. Visit Five Star Chemicals.com or call 800 782 7019 800 782 7019 and get the five star treatment today. session because life's too short
0: to listen to crappy
4: radio all right welcome back to the program thanks so much for sticking with us the following segment is brought to you by the good folks at craftbeer.com dedicated to telling the stories behind america's small and independent breweries meet the meet the men and women behind america's beer renaissance visit craftbeer.com Get used to this again. Every time I get used to it, I leave again.
0: Reading's hard, dude. I, reading is hard. All right.
4: That's what I meant. It's not the on-air. I have to get used to reading again. <laughs> all right, we've got uh, imperfect produce on the program with us right now. Ryan Holmes, welcome to the studio. Hey guys, how's it going? It's going good. I met Ryan at our Spring Brews Festival uh, in April, right? Is that yeah. where I met you.
2: Yeah, that was right. I was uh, here with my girlfriend and her parents and checking it out and. Her dad was like, hey, you should meet this guy. He has a pretty cool radio station going on. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll talk to him. Maybe uh, get him to know kind of what I'm doing.
4: Yeah, I'm glad you did. I had heard of Imperfect Produce before, but of course not the uh, the beer project that you're doing. But why don't we start with Imperfect and, and tell us what the program is.
2: Yeah, uh, so Imperfect Produce, uh, it's a venture-backed um, startup that uh, the the two guys who started it, I believe are both from the East Coast, and they uh, were working on a college um, – a program for, like, uh, getting food to college students, um, and then, you know, from there they graduated, and they decided to make it an actual uh, startup and, like, an actual business. And so,
4: Was the food they were getting to college students produce also? Because I, th- I have never seen a college student eat produce before. I know, right? No, I mean, of I course,
2: just- I didn't go to Berkeley,
4: but uh, – <laughs> What was the what was the food they were trying to get to students?
2: Not a hundred percent sure, okay. but it's probably one of those uh, food pantry things, like people donate what you can. I mean, nice. it, it might have totally been you know farm fresh produce that was uh, that's kind of their previous stuff. And okay. Didn't brush up on my, my history that's of my That's okay. COOs, I'm just curious. But, that's all right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so from there, they moved uh, to California because they're like, you know, California is nothing but farmland besides the few blotches of cities. Yeah. Um, yeah. They got to know a guy, uh, Ron, I believe, who knew a lot of the uh, farms around here and like the owners and had pretty good connections. And from there, that's just kind of how they got started. Okay. So, um,
4: but the idea is to take so I guess my understanding is that a whole bunch of the produce that these farmers produce is rejected by grocery stores because it doesn't look pretty enough. Is that about right?
2: Yeah. So, the surprising fact is, uh, I mean, there's a few surprising facts. Uh, the first one is, yeah, that there's food that is too ugly for usually the main chain <coughs> right. grocery stores. You know, I don't want to go through naming them, but sure, we, know those, Why we go there. don't we to those stores? Exactly. Yeah. So, those stores, uh, you know, like one of the examples I know is they want bell peppers that can stand up. Mm. If it falls over, it's going to be falling over and out the door because right. they don't want it. Um, but you know, stuff like that. There's certain size. Like if it's too big, no one wants to buy something that's too big. Uh, that's absurd. I've heard that. You know, if it's too small, even though if you think about it, the baby carrots are made from carrots, <laughs> and then they just throw away the all you ex- know right. excess waste. So. Um, yeah. So the idea is, you know, there's a lot of food waste out there because things are too ugly. You know, okay. uh, eggplants with noses and arms. Um, but the the crazy thing to me is the fact that most of the stuff that we have is surplus. Okay. So I don't know the exact percentage, but uh, pretty high.
4: So you're saying that it's not even the deformed stuff; it's just surplus stuff, yeah, and imperfect produce.
2: Yeah, they need yeah. a service like this
0: for dating. <laughs> surplus, it's like surplus, like imperfect. Like you got you got a skin tag in a weird place. <laughs> oh my God. There's a there's an app for yeah. you. I right. you know, I could have used that in my post college early twenties. Imperfect Tinder. In, right? <laughs> yeah.
4: Called also Blunder called
6: Tinder. Blunder. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
4: I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around the the, the perfect produce thing and it's easy to say oh well that's so stupid that's that the that grocery stores wouldn't take you know imperfect um produce but in thinking about it i've been trained to look for that too and if i was looking on the shelf and i had my choice between uh you know an eggplant that was like a siamese twin and a normal eggplant I'm going to grab the normal eggplant. Yeah,
5: exactly. That's what everyone would do. It's going to sit your it's too old to sell. Right. Yeah.
4: So I guess I'm just saying it's e- it's it, it's kind of simple to think to, like, demonize the grocery store chains, but mm-hmm. we're all sort of part of this process where we just expect things to be perfect Yeah. until you put the name Imperfect Produce on it for me, mm-hmm. and then I automatically don't care that it's a Siamese twin, because I know in my intellectual mind that it's perfectly fine. Yeah, right. It's well, just that I'm not using that mind at the grocery store.
2: Yeah. And if anything, on top of that, we throw that name on there, and now you want those imperfect. <laughs> right? You're like, well, if there's weird, curly carrots, I, I want those. Yeah. And yeah. so when people do get the normal surplus stuff, they're like, I don't want this. I want the carrot that looks weird that has four fingers Agreed. and a giant head. You know? Yeah. So it's 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 kind of funny because, like I said, you know, most of our stuff is actually surplus, which is still okay. really important because you think about it. Like some people have like, oh, but. That surplus stuff, like, how is that really helping the farmer? And you got to think about it. Like, the farmer's already put time in. Yeah. They've put water into it. They've put energy into it. They've already, you know, paid for the, you know, the, uh, the everything to grow that. So the last thing is harvesting it. Yeah. So, you know, sure, they could save money on the gas that the tractor runs, but it's like, you got to think about all the costs just to grow that one right. scraggly looking beet, you know?
4: Why is there surplus at all? uh, Are they under contract for a certain amount, and they they sort of overgrow to make sure they meet it? Like, why is there a surplus? Do you know? It's
2: probably a mixture of that and the fact that they know stores aren't going to buy certain things. Okay. So, you know, if you know 20% of your crop isn't going to get bought because Mm. of the potential of it being ugly or the potential of being ruined. Okay. You know, it's kind of like the whole idea of, like, you want to buy more paint for the room you're painting, than right. buy less. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so I think a big, big idea is that is you know. Plus, they have all that land. Yeah, and I'm sure they do the whole rotation of crops and stuff. But it's like if you have that land, you might as well grow it. Yeah. Because hopefully someone's going to buy it, and sure. luckily there's a place like us that will buy it yeah. along with other things. You know, they have farmers markets. They have, I'm sure, personal friends who they just give produce. To, right. You know? Right. But uh, yeah, no, it's just it's a really cool concept, and it's mm-hmm. it's cool just being able to. Open yeah. that to everyone.
4: And now, how do you sell it? Because if it's not, if you're not buying it from the farmers and, and, and putting it in a grocery store, where is it going?
2: So how we do it is a uh, just a directly shipped to you. Okay. So, Like
4: to my front door. Mm-hmm.
2: To, well, your or front your side door, door, your side door. Okay. Really. You I would know. prefer that. Yeah. Or office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, well, we have office people, like people who do buy Four sure. boxes or one time. Mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, you go online. You get, like, a customization window. It's kind of fun. Because you get, like, hey, you have two days to order what you can. Okay. And it's kind of, like, the first there to get some stuff. Because, you know, like, carrots, we're always going to have carrots. We're always going to have onions. We're always going to have potatoes. Okay. But there was one time where we got, like, a weird specialty crop of young um, coconuts. Oh and those things sold like hotcakes I guess yeah. what do you do with <laughs> like young sold coconut? like a
4: young coconut
2: uh, well you Nothing. can't sure it because it's already off now yeah. Uh so yeah it's, it's <laughs> usually it's just uh it still has the the milk in it it still has the coconut water the flesh is uh I'm assuming the flesh is probably sweeter, hmm. or maybe not as sweet. I'm, one, of, one of those two. Yeah. Um, I didn't buy it, so I'm not quite <laughs> sure. But, I know but there was idea. demand for it. Yeah, demand. There was some yeah, there reason was to want one. it. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah.
4: were, I don't were, want to burst everybody's butthole, bubble here. But. <laughs> yeah. That either. Hey, Freudian, it's all good, You Don't worry about I guarantee you that 50% of the people that rushed to buy that coconut didn't use the fucking coconut. Oh, no. Because of the question no you water. just asked. They didn't know what to
0: do with it exactly. either. Well, right. <laughs> they probably didn't even know how to open it. Yeah. But they were like, oh, my God, it's coconut that I have to get it. Mm -hmm. Doctor Oz told me that I could put this on my eyeballs. And, uh, it's right. interesting because I, I had a, 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 a similar concept for a business like this. Yeah. Um, but it was called as is produce. Okay. And it just didn't really it didn't really zing. Yeah. Didn't really sit well with people because no. it's like oh it's uh, like bruised tomatoes too- and shit. And It's like eh, you bought it as is. What do you want? What do
6: you want <laughs> you? Yeah. And worms Even the guarantee's and shit.
0: not very good. So yeah. yeah. You know I'm glad to see someone else taking it to the higher
4: yeah to the higher. Their product. name's sexier. It works better. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. So then when stuff like that comes up, people, have, like, they jump on it. It sells out fast. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. But your staples are kind of always there.
2: Yeah. And okay. the thing, too, is uh, from my limited knowledge of it. So I, I work in the warehouse, which is how I got to start my project, which we'll end up talking about. So there's a lot of things that I don't 100% know, but I do bug the people who do know just because I like understanding. Yeah. Um, but so, you know, they'll have – say they had 1,000 orders, you know, just an easy generic number. They'll, they have the week split in half. And then each day is its kind of own thing. So they'll have certain numbers reserved for those days. So it's not like everyone on Monday gets all 1,000 orders and the rest of the okay. week is screwed.
4: Okay. You know? I see.
2: Um, and then, of course, we always like to somewhat overbuy just so that way, you know, because when we get the product, we don't know if it's going to be bad. Okay. Because we've had issues where farms are like, oh, it's a dumping ground for the stuff that we uh, don't yeah, want. Yeah, that know? makes sense. So yeah. We've, we've gotten better. We've gotten better relationships, you know, found the farm's... We like, found the farms we don't like, um, but there's always still runs out risk. But yeah, so usually it's a first come, first serve. Like there's, you know, we, you get an email, it's like, boom. You know, I look at my girlfriend, I'm like, hey, we got, we got the email, we got to start customizing now. Right. Otherwise, that specialty item is going to be gone in 20 minutes. I mean, it's not that drastic, but sometimes okay. it is, like the coconuts.
4: Now, is it cheaper than the grocery store produce because it's imperfect, or is it more expensive because it's being delivered to my house?
2: So the the cost of the actual produce is um, – when they say 30 to 50% less, they actually, like, strive to really meet those goals. Okay. Like, you know, there's this huge thing that people were complaining that it wasn't. But then, like, you know, if you actually look down and break down, like, each individual price, like, there it is because they make sure – plus you also got to think of where the other people are buying their produce. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone's comparing it to a, a local – farmer who's selling on the side of the street is probably not going to be as expensive as, right you know the store so who knows but if
4: it's from uh, whole foods it's two thousand percent cheaper from you guys oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> my, and it, my the, it are, might even be better yeah
2: <laughs> uh no it's it's cool there's been times where we've gotten the stuff fresh from the farm like still has the dirt on it wow which is what, like kind of blew my mind because like that was early on and i was like you know you work for a company you don't know all the answers you have you're a little skeptic about things like mm-hmm. how fresh can it be mm-hmm. and then you're like oh so we're waiting on this product it's coming in right now they're harvesting it i was like i looked at wow. the guy. i was like look they're harvesting he's like yeah no like they're out in the fields like how getting, cool like, is that doing that and getting all of it. it it was really cool It was like oh this you know romaine lettuce literally just came from the ground to me and wow. now i'm giving yeah so it's, it's really cool stuff okay
4: yeah. All right so that's the program and of course uh, people can go to uh, imperfectproduce.com and check it out if you're interested in doing it um, is it uh, is it countrywide is it just in California So right we now?
2: have actually been expanding like crazy okay. um, I started there just over a year ago and it was just San Francisco ah. Since then we've opened up LA which uh, will be expanding from there okay um, the second place, the third place was Portland and then from there they got Seattle. And then we recently, a few months ago, I think it actually is almost six months ago now, uh, opened up Chicago. Okay. And from Chicago, they got Milwaukee and Indianapolis. Wow. And then at the end, actually, I think at the end of this week, possibly, if not this month, they will be opening up San Antonio. Okay. And then from San Antonio, they will be expanding from there. Um, But, no, we're growing rapidly. That's great. um, Because there's a need. Yeah, you know that yeah. every place has food every place has food waste yeah i think the number is like 33% of food gets wasted i'm sure that's like all encompassing you know like sure but uh yeah so we're definitely trying to not, not like take over the world but it's like we're we just really <laughs> want to be you know we want to be that voice of like hey there's a solution to this and yeah. we want to be a solution along with encourage other people you know it's not we're not like, trying to monopolize we're trying to encourage sure. you know like save those scraps i don't know
5: yeah i love it so you have a counterpart in every one of these cities the uh, person just,
2: you know, uh, I don't. Oh. I am so. Oh, well, the,
5: how do they? So they, they they take product, process it, clean it up, whatever they got to do, pack it, mm-hmm. ship it. Yeah. Oops, there's somebody that manages all that. Yeah. There's a staff for that.
2: Yeah. So and the weird thing too is my my position here in San Francisco is unique. Also, uh, my beer liaison. Oh, you got a side project. Yeah. We'll so, be yeah. So about that. What, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the side project, that's a whole different thing. Um, but yeah, I know my current position is. Uh, Semi unique. I mean, there's other people who do it, but like I have like an official title. It is kind of cool. Which is what? uh, The uh, backstock lead. Okay. So I'm in charge of the people who make sure we keep the line going and. That they don't run short of the stuff that we do have. And so, Got it. Yeah, I get to tell people what to do all day. It's great.
4: <laughs> all right. So go to imperfectproduce.com and check it out uh, if you want more information. And then you you had this idea along the way, uh, you being from the Bay Area here and all these great breweries around that um, – and I assume you were a beer fan already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, finding people, uh, brewers making uh, beer with fruit. Mm-hmm. And did you just start reaching out to people and s- seeing if they wanted to use your product?
2: Well, so it's uh, – how it originally started was – this going uh, to mini a mini shout-out to Seven Stills. Okay. Uh, we had a Christmas party there, and Ryland was outside. He's the head brewer, and they were doing an experimental batch. And I ended up spending probably most of the entire Christmas party outside with them just seeing what they were doing. Okay. Because uh, I've always been interested in beer, like – I used to think I was like a beer snob because I drank Sierra Nevada instead of Coors Light. But, you know, this whole project has definitely humbled me. And I'm like, I don't know anything about beer. <laughs> okay. You know. There's so um, more to learn. I yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I kind of hung out with them and started learning. And then from there, a couple months later, uh, how it happened was we had this big uh, order of mandarins. Okay. And they pretty much failed our quality check because, you know, just because we – Take surplus stuff doesn't mean it. Also, we have our own standards. Sure, we can't send overripe things because if it's too ripe by the time the customer gets it, it's not going to be any good. Okay. Um. So this, a uh, certain batch of uh, mandarins, I, I can't remember exactly what was wrong with it, but there was like two thousand pounds. Okay. And it was like okay, you know, a lot of the stuff we do donate uh, to food banks and stuff. So food banks, multiple food banks, will come and pick up stuff. Um, but there's still oh, sometimes there's leftovers, and so I saw these uh, leftover mandarins, and I was like, okay, I kind of have a connection at this brewery, and I can go right next door to Laughing Monk, and you know maybe see if they're interested. Okay. And so what I did is like I went over there with a, like a sample, like handfuls of mandarins. I was like, hey, are you guys interested in some mandarins to make a beer with? Yeah. Um, so what Seven Stills did is they actually for our next we had like a a party after that. I don't remember exactly what it was for. They ended up making. Uh, a couple of pony kegs and throwing the mandarins in there and making a mandarin wheat um, out of it. Nice. And, like, personalized for us. So, like, no one else had it. It was, was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, Laughing Monk, what they did is they made a mandarin IPA.
4: Okay. So um, a whole batch they made. Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: I want to say probably, like, a 15-barrel batch. Gotcha. Yeah. And Freewheel also did, too. Cool. Oh.
4: Who we're going to talk to today yes uh, so they did it with the mandarins too mm-hmm. okay yeah so that was the start of it you just had this batch of mandarins yep. and and have you done more since that yes yeah, since yeah, okay. then
2: it's been it kind of uh it's actually grown a lot more like uh so i had those three breweries and i i was like oh, maybe this is gonna be like a one-time thing mm-hmm. and then later on there was uh some mangoes and then at the like, by that point, uh, we had the Oakland Brewery Ale Industries had reached out to us. Like, I think okay. the day after, I gave away the mandarins. Okay. They're like, hey, we're like a... We like you know different things. We like uh, you know just you know we like the idea of what you guys are doing. Have you ever worked with breweries? And I was like, well, fun fact, we I just literally just started. Yeah, yeah. So I got them some mangoes. Got some mangoes down to Freewheel. Okay. Um, and then from there, I've also gotten a hold of Rare Barrel. Uh, Tommy and Jay over there have been great. Uh, I've been working with them on some stuff. Um, kind of briefly worked with red hook okay in washington yeah because when we started washington they heard about us and they were like hey you know send us some, a sample um i think i know i send it like five pounds i'm not exactly sure what they did with that but uh they ended up doing a beer release with us so they like invited us to this beer release party and we got to table there and got just kind of got the word out there too because they just liked the idea of what we were doing nice um, and then from there,
4: is it? Oh, has it always been surplus and and donations thus far? You know, stuff that hasn't quite passed muster at imperfect produce.
2: That is uh, the big part of what I try to do. Yeah. So I look for the stuff in the donation section that you know it's otherwise could potentially go to waste. Um,
4: sure. Which is super helpful to to brewers too. Exactly. You know, yeah. and if it's going to go to waste anyway, you might as might
2: as well put it. it in the beer. Exactly. I like it. Yeah. Um, but the one time uh, I've, I've worked with Drakes, and I guess last. Last, last summer uh they got some watermelons from us and they did a watermelon sour and they said it turned out so well they wanted to do it again but they wanted 500 pounds and i was like the chances of having 500 pounds of watermelon and donation oh, right. is very slim <laughs> right because watermelons it's like it's good and then it's not like okay it's not good for us and it's just probably not sweet at all okay um so we ended up buying some from the farmers but that's still buying surplus because yeah. you know farmers what they do is you know they sell it to all the big places, and then what they have extra. That's kind of what they send us. So, you know, Drake still help buy 500 pounds of surplus watermelons. Which at is a
4: awesome. discount, so yeah. it's still helpful. Mm-hmm. That's cool.
2: Should be out sometime soon.
4: Okay. So I'm sure we'll hear about it. We, yeah. we know everything Drake's around here. Yeah. So, well, they're
2: having their anniversary
5: party on Saturday. Uh, the, this Saturday? Yes. Is that right? So I wouldn't be surprised if it's on there. Okay. If they made it some time ago, it'd probably be ready. Yeah.
6: Nice. Love
5: those people. All right, and then
4: through this, uh, you got you got yourself into homebrewing. I, I heard. Yeah, and I think uh, we have a homebrew of yours in front of us. We
2: do, yeah. How many uh, batches have you done? So we have done four. Is it four? Well, technically five. Okay. Because we just started a. Uh, uh, I don't know what to call it because it's not a cider because it doesn't have, have apples, but there was a bunch of plums. And I kind of looked at the plums. I was like, I could do something with that. Okay. But then I'd been, you know, recently I've been delving into research of brewing. So I was like, I'm just going to try a wild batch okay. of plum wine. Wine. It's a plum yeah. wine, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little um, fruit wine, dude. Nice. So it's it's sitting there. Okay. It's doing something. It's doing something. I'm. I'm, doing something. I'm you can name it when working. it's
5: done. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We'll call Uh-oh. it four
2: and a half batches. There
6: we
4: go. Because <laughs> if you just
2: if you just let it sit, then it's not really doing anything. Yeah. So if it's four and a half, there uh, you go. What, is right, it, what so are we drinking? Yeah, yeah, what do we have here? So this, again, we are a learning brewer. So this was supposed to be an American wheat. But because we can't control our temperature at fermentation, it started producing, you know, the esters and whatnot. So it's kind of turned into a slightly more bitter Hefeweizen.
4: Okay. And this has uh, imperfect produce in it?
2: This one does not.
4: Okay. This yes. is just a straight half? Yes. Or um, American wheat?
2: Because we were going to... We were gonna add mandarins or oranges or something to it, or strawberries. Actually, no, we did add strawberries. We did, but we put it in the boil, and all the flavor went away.
6: Okay, (laughs) so yeah, (laughs)
2: learning, you know. Yeah. Um, So yes, it does have imperfect strawberries. Okay. Can't taste them, Um, (laughs) but they're there. They're there in spirit.
4: What number batch is this for you? In your in your four or five, this is what. This would be number four. This is number four.
2: Yes. So it's and it's all from scratch pretty much like, yeah the first batch we uh bought a kit from fdr okay. um great guys down there well great guy i think he's like the only the only brewer in there from my understanding
4: franklin d roosevelt
2: yeah good no, guy he's still around <laughs> he's a great guy good yeah. guy yeah, yeah. doesn't There's talk much <laughs> he just sits like this I've, <laughs> yeah i've heard he's killing it though but uh yeah, so we bought a batch from there, and then I was like, I know enough about brewing. I'm going to start creating my own recipes. Nice. And I've not learned enough. <laughs> so I'm still learning. But, yeah, it's batch number four. Uh, you're doing pretty good here. Wheat.
4: And you created a good recipe, too, actually. I, uh, it makes a pretty damn decent hefeweights, and you're right because of, of the esters. How hot did it get in fermentation, do you know? Do you have even a temp on there?
2: I want to say the hottest I got, it was 77, Woo. which is still pretty up
4: there. Yeah, that's real hot. Yeah, it's
2: warm. But uh, I think it averaged about 74. Okay. Average, it?
5: Averaging that went up and down daily or weekly? or uh, I would say,
2: I mean, the highest was 77, but, like, it probably hit 74. And then, I mean, it probably would have been cooler, but with fermentation, you know, you're releasing energy and everything. So it mm-hmm. probably would have been, you know, 70, 69 maybe degrees. But Where did you store something? it? In our closet. Which okay. Is, it so probably middle. didn't fluctuate too much,
6: right,
5: yeah. Tasty? If yeah. you could get a little bit a bigger bucket than the than the fermenter, you could put some water in that. That would help you buffer.
2: Uh, that's that. If you
5: could slide a couple mess. frozen water bottles down the side occasionally,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that would help you out a bit. Too. Yeah, that's that. This is the last thing I was just researching the other day. As
5: this show has said over and over again, temperature controls everything when you're making beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you
2: yeah. never go into a brewery
5: that doesn't have temperature. Control. Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. But what you do have is sanitation control. Yeah, the nice and Especially clean. at that temperature, you could have easily gotten into <laughs> trouble with any it? kind of
5: bacteria.
4: <laughs> but I don't think you did. I think it's a clean beer. No, it's, other clean enough. Than it's very
5: esfery, but clean. Yeah.
4: appreciate it. Yeah. And it, it is not an American wheat, but it's a decent half Weizen. Mm. And I'm most impressed by its cleanliness. Um, like I, don't, I don't taste the diacetyl. It doesn't
2: have much of a homebrew character. It,
5: yeah. it does not have yeah. much of It's a little undercarbonated, but that's...
6: Okay.
2: That get was, that in bars uh, all the time. What happened with that, actually. I actually have an excuse for that. Uh, so the biggest problem we've ran into is when we pour the priming sugar, because we bottle condition, because we don't sure. you know have kegs or anything like that, what well, we do now, uh, but when we bottle condition, we pour the sugar in. This batch in particular, I forgot to stir it. Oh, uh, yeah. So we've had some oh, so perfectly yeah. carbonated, <laughs> some right. carbonated, but we have yet to have a bottle oh, rocket. Okay, so, okay, well, that's, that's good. good. That's good. Yeah.
4: Oh, my first batch was all bottle rockets, so you're doing all right. There we go. That's cool, though. Bye-bye. I've had worse commercial half I'm going to tell you that right
2: now.
0: <laughs> there we go. I've had worse commercial beers. <laughs> In general, <laughs> In yeah. general. Oh, you mean I paid $8 for this? Awesome. <laughs> I'm going to go throw it up now. I, I do wish the I could taste
4: strawberry. That would have been cool. Um, there
0: is kind of like a tart. The tartness yeah. to it, the which, which might be yeah, it. the acid definitely. The acid made it through. Yeah, it. okay. Um, but I, but there's no strawberry. Yeah, you know, f- but I think strawberries strawberries are a lot like watermelon. We have to add a ton because they don't really have flavor. Flavor. They're like sweetness, and there's yeah. a little bit of flavor, but right. I think you have to go overboard on it to even get that flavor through. Which is why so many people use extracts and purees. Yeah. For for light fruits like this and blueberries and watermelon and stuff like that. So we're going to talk more about that when we come back, because I'm curious,
4: because JP's right, I I was surprised to hear about this. Since most brewers now are using extracts and more so purees, purees if, they, if yeah. they really care about the, the flavor and the uh-huh. product. Um, but you're giving whole produce to brewers. So when we come back, uh, I think we'll get um, Freewheel Brewing on the, on the line with us, yeah. Who's, yeah. who's done a beer with you. Um, and then we'll talk more about what format they're, they're using these.
0: Man, uh, I need to get out to Freewheel, man. English style beers? It's mm-hmm. my. Wheelhouse, it's your jam. It's your free... Okay. <laughs> All right, we're
4: going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll get uh, Freewheel Brewing Company on the line with us, and we'll talk more uh, about imperfect produce and beer. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
1: This is Corey King from Side Project Brewing, and you're listening to the Session on the Brewing Network.
4: All right. Welcome back to the program. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Welcome. We're still talking to Imperfect Produce, and I believe we've got Free Brewing on the line we're going to speak to in just one second. Before we do that, don't forget about the American Home Brewers Association, a member-driven organization that wants to help you save money on beer and brewing supplies. In addition to providing brewing resources and hosting a one-of-a-kind event, uh, the AHA offers money savings discounts at nearly 2,000 beery destinations around the country through their member deals program. Join the AHA at homebrewersassociation.org or click the AHA link on our homepage and make your beer money go further. All right. We've still got uh, Ryan Holmes from Imperfect Produce in the studio. Still here. And we also should have Orion Lakota from Freewell Brewing Company on the line. Orion, are you with us?
6: Hey, everybody.
3: How's it going?
4: Uh, it's going real well. Thanks for taking the time to be on the show with us.
6: Great, thanks for
4: having me. I think we've uh, we're getting your beer poured in our studio right now, um, but we've oh, been
6: excellent. Which one?
4: Did you say no? Oh no, because you're not here. That's right. I forgot about oh, that. Oh yeah,
3: sorry, I couldn't make it in person.
4: No, that's okay. That was my mistake. It's that we have another peach beer too, don't we? Yes. Okay. Ah, okay. That's what we're okay. gonna do. So okay. we're gonna talk about yours, but we're gonna drink somebody else's if that's <laughs> all right with you. <laughs>
3: Uh well I'm sure that one is uh, also quite delicious.
4: We hope so. I don't know, it doesn't look very promising.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: All right, so Orion, tell us how you got involved with imperfect produce and and what you've done with them.
3: Uh well, I believe uh Ryan just um I believe maybe he came to the bar one day and introduced himself and uh kind of explained uh, the program he was starting to build at Imperfect Produce. Uh, And I believe the first fruit we got from you guys was uh, some tangerines, and we did a a really nice citrusy tangerine IPA with that. Um, I think Ryan gave us maybe about like 80 or 100 pounds. um, Wow. And it worked out really well. And so, uh, uh, yeah, we've just been working with him ever since. Uh, Every time they have something – you know, to send our way, we'll try and do something with
4: it. I, I, I'm making fun of a little bit. I love the program, but it would be interesting to see Ryan show up and just introduce himself and be like, <laughs> So, by the way, in the trunk of my car, I got 80 pounds of fruit that we rejected. Are you interested? Do you, want
6: this? Do you want these rejects? Yeah. Well, that's pretty much
3: how it happened. Yeah, I think he actually did have it in front of the car. And huh? I was like, Well, all right. And uh, they were perfectly great tangerines. Right. I don't even know what was wrong with them.
4: Well, and that's the coolest thing about the program. I guess half the time we don't know what's wrong with this food. So to get to use it in, right, exactly. In the, in, I
3: guess too small or too large or something, but they were delicious. Right. Uh, yeah, perfect for making beer. So.
4: so what I'm curious about is, you know, we were talking just before our, our break here on the show that a lot of brewers are using purees now for their fruit. Um because of the quality and and the efficiency of that. But here Ryan is showing up with whole fruit. So what kinds of things are you guys doing, and and how are you using it in beer?
3: Um, So usually we'll use the fruit um, towards the end of the boil. Um, Depending on what it is, we'll uh, either peel it or chop it. uh, and then we'll just kind of like squeeze it to kind of break up the pulp a little bit and get it a little more juicy, um, and then add it, you know, right at the end of the boil. So make sure uh, everything is sterilized. So um, we don't want to boil it too much because we don't want to, you know, boil away too much of the flavor. Okay. Um, but I found, you know, especially with the citrus, um, getting all of that like zest in there as well uh, also really improved the flavor. Um, and that's something you may not get as much uh, if you're just using, like, orange juice or, or uh, some kind of, um, uh, you know, Puree. Or yeah. of Puree.
4: So you would
3: you'd take Puree, out the yeah.
4: fruit, you'd crush the fruit, but then you also would zest the peels and put all that into the boil?
3: Uh, no, actually, well, we wouldn't zest the peels. We just put the peels right in with uh, all the rest of the okay. all the rest of the pulp from the from the oranges. Yeah, and with the peaches, uh, we just kind of chopped them in half and removed the uh, the pits. Um, Got it. Uh, just because we didn't want that, you know, going into the beer.
4: Okay. Um, and now I hear what you're saying about you don't want it in the boil for too long. Have you found like a, a sweet spot? Is it just at the whirlpool, or or even a little before that?
3: A little bit before that. Generally, we'll put it in uh, about five minutes before the end of the boil. Okay. Uh, and then the temperature will drop, uh, so we'll let it get back up to a boil and let it boil for a couple minutes and then just uh, turn off the pork burner, at our Whirlpool hops if we're doing that, um, and go from there.
6: Got it.
4: So, yeah, I love that, that you just crush it and throw it in. You know, yeah. Uh, have yeah. you used any? It's
3: pretty simple. I mean, it, it does processing. A hundred pounds of fruit can take a couple people a couple hours. Yeah, um, but it's not that much work. And actually, Ryan's come down to help out on Blue Jay a couple of times, which has been really fun too. What a sucker! Yes, so, uh, we'll, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get some of our bartenders involved, and we will have a good time crushing the fruit. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know, it's it's fun.
4: Do you guys promote that it's imperfect produce too when you put the beer on the on the oh, menu? Oh yeah,
3: absolutely, nice. for sure. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll say that. We'll put it on um uh, on our board at the tap room, um, and in any you know emails that go out to outside accounts about beer, we'll promote it that way. Put up some links on our social media. Okay, uh, and people really love it. Um, they're like, "Wow, that's such a great use for the fruit." And uh, I think that's also something that you don't get with the uh, you know the pre-made. Um, the pulps and the stuff that
4: you can, you know. Yeah, there's no, no story there.
3: really processed. Yeah, there's no story there. So this is a really great story. Really great use for the fruit. And, uh, yeah, it is a bit more labor, but the fruit is free. So, uh, yeah, it makes it totally worth
5: it. Good yeah. starting point. Yeah. Free is a good number.
4: And, th- and then you can afford the labor. Yeah. It's okay.
5: Well, the brewers, yeah, I, right, exactly. yeah, the brewers <laughs> I know that have used puree and fresh fruit, they love the fresh fruit so much better. It's really? Totally different beer. Oh, yeah. But
4: now... Do, don't you have to use a ton more um, of, of fresh fruit? It's free. It's a ton. Yeah. two tons. <laughs> no, I guess you're right. But has that been a limitation yeah, yeah. for you? Go, also- go ahead, Orion.
3: Sorry. Uh, I was just, just going just gonna to say, um, I, I prefer fruit beers that don't have a ton of the fruit flavor. You know, I, I kind of just want to get... Uh, some aroma or just a little bit of flavor. Yeah, I'm Uh, not trying to overwhelm the profile of the beer with the fruit. Um, So in that case, um, we do about uh, 260 gallons per batch, and depending on the fruit, but somewhere in the, like, 80 to 100-pound range seems to work really well.
4: Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm with you on that. Uh, You know, give me the subtle fruit.
3: It's a beer first. Yeah, you
5: want to go looking for that flavor, not have your right Right, face. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs)
4: <laughs> Excuse me. Although I'm still surprised, Tasty, to hear you say that most brewers you know uh yeah, they, would rather use the fresh fruit. Well they fruit. get more
5: consistency with, with the puree and it's okay. frozen store it. The fruit's obviously's gotta be in season, you know. Yeah. But yeah, they don't as much right. real fruit.
4: Right. I hope you got a lot of surplus fruit, man, because this show could get some brewers calling you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? That'd be awesome. We got a bunch of locations. I mean right produce all over the world. There's probably more beer than produce out there at this point. I think you you had them at free.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. That's more what I'm thinking about. Also, it... It doesn't just have to be fruit, does it? I mean, no, there's uh, all kinds there's of, of produce that could be used. A
0: lot of breweries doing cucumber, Bolanderweiss, mm-hmm. stuff okay. like that. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. Um, okra.
2: Sweet potatoes. Okra goza.
0: In, sweet potatoes. Oh, yeah. uh, I just made uh, pumpkin that Pumpkin beer. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Well, and then a lot of sours. They typically use, like, herbs and different stuff like that. That's what, I, what I've noticed. Like, with uh, Rare Barrel and this other guy uh, down in a L.A. 101 Cider House, they're really interested in the herbs because they just impart such a different flavor yeah, that sours are almost a little more forgiving with than a, like a beer it seems right. like at least like one of theirs had blue spirulina which <laughs> was awesome because it, it yeah. poured out it poured out like ocean blue like, wow the color of that bag oh, over there really it was awesome it's like I've never seen a beer. I mean, your, your, your beer color range is, is here. You know, you, you <laughs> yeah, have it is not there. Some shade red. <laughs> yeah. What's the
0: SRM value? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, it, was, it was
2: awesome. Um, and, you know, spirulina is one of the most nutrient-dense foods out there. I don't know if that transferred through fermentation. No. but uh, I'm because. sure
4: it was very healthy. yeah, oh, yeah it
2: was great. <laughs> I mean, I know there's a lot
0: of brewers using uh, Ligma.
4: I don't, even, I don't know what that is either. What? Ligma.
0: Ligma balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good. <laughs> Got you. That was it. <laughs> Got you. That was the whole thing. It's like the popular internet joke right <laughs> that now. That so
6: bad. Yeah, oh, but no.
0: anybody's teenage son's gonna laugh at that. Oh. Sorry, go ahead, please. Meet you. <laughs> right. Um, okay.
4: <laughs> Sorry. Continue. <laughs> what's the? Um, what's that awful smelly fruit? Um, Bofa. No. <laughs> durian.
0: Yes, durian.
4: durian. Thank you. Durian. You ever durian. get durian yeah, come durian. through
2: there? I don't think I've ever even heard of that.
0: It's, <laughs> durian is the king of fruits. It's it like is. a big thing. It's oh, like the, the, big, the big pod with spikes on it. Yeah, I, the, yeah, and the, it can either taste like rose petals and tapioca or garlic and onion. And foot. Interesting. Like bofa. Yeah. I think the
2: most interesting thing we've gotten in there, which, okay, I, maybe it's because I'm younger and I don't know what strawberry rhubarb pie is. Right. But we got rhubarb in there. I was like, why do we have these sticks? Like, oh, uh, rhubarb's yeah. there, crazy, dude, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you look at this, and you like almost expect celery, but it's like sweet. Right. And, and no, it's great, which I actually ended up giving about 200 pounds of that to uh, Ale Industries, and they're making, I don't quote me on this, but I think it's strawberry rhubarb sour. Nice. Maybe. But they're at least using strawberries for sour and maybe the rhubarb for something else. But okay. they got some stuff coming along. That's somewhere.
0: generally why you have strawberry rhubarb pies, yeah. because the strawberries will offset that weird probably the bitter, t- 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 tart sourness okay. of the of the rhubarb. Yeah. yeah. Okay. JP's a rhubarb expert. Yeah. Well, Rhubarb's crazy, dude. It's good. I like it.
4: It just it needs another name now cuz like you said it's just like a different generation. Let's call I feel it, like if we rebranded rhubarb, it would be everywhere. You,
2: you call it Bofa. <laughs> <laughs>
4: okay. Uh
2: um yeah, and and there's also I don't want to forget about the uh the uh mango colsh that you guys made Orion, which was
3: oh yeah incredible because I'm oh I'm, yeah that came out great as well oh, Now we're talking that one we did a little bit differently yeah. um, I thought that uh, boiling the mango might kind of destroy too much of the flavor uh, and we actually ended up peeling all of that and putting the uh, mango pulp into the fermenter the oh, yeah. The um, so yeah always with that there's a there's a risk that you might get. Um, you know wild bacteria or yeast in there, but uh, with peeling it, I feel like we probably got most of that off. And, and uh, it was really it was great, yeah. Just it's a really great. subtle, nice mango flavor. Still mm-hmm. definitely a Kolsch. Um, uh, it was quite tasty and refreshing. Yeah. yeah.
4: And did it? If it's in the fermenter, does it also add uh, fermentable sugar? Then I guess it would in the boil too. It doesn't matter. Either way, you're adding fermentable
3: sugar. Yeah. Either way, you definitely get some fermentable sugar. Um, <clears throat> Uh, I feel like in the grand scheme of things, it didn't add that much. I I, uh, I measured the uh, gravity before we added the uh, mango, and then after, and it raised it about. Um, uh, let's see, we like point oh oh five.
4: Oh, okay. So, so really, you don't. You barely uh, you know, have to calculate when, for when that.
3: When the original gravity is like you know point oh five two, you know it's just a, a small amount addition.
4: I gotcha. Yeah, that sounds like a good one. Yeah,
3: it was great. Was, well, like, I'm not a yeah. huge Kolsch fan at all.
2: Okay. Um, Just because uh, it's it's a little too light for me. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I started off with Porters and Stouts. Okay. So very drastic. You're still
4: difference. working your way down. Still working
2: my way down. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's still learning. <laughs> yeah. You'll get there. Trust me. Don't <laughs> worry. It was definitely a really, really good Kolsch. And he made two different batches he made a Kolsch for the Kolsch lovers, which had a hint of mango. Okay. And then he made a Kolsch for just beer lovers and it was just probably i think you said three times the amount of mango and it wasn't overpowering at all but right. it definitely got more of a mango flavor and it was it was really good yeah
3: uh, yeah, I think we put one third of the mango into half the batch and then two thirds of the mango into the other batch. Yeah. So Got it. I guess one would have had twice as much in it, yeah.
4: Sure. So all the non beer nerds loved the, the mango one, right? They're like, Oh fruit beer, it's wonderful.
3: But all your all
4: your beer nerd customers like us were like, Oh that's a great kulsh with just a hint of mango. Perfect.
3: Just a hint. Yeah, just a little bit of fruitiness. Yeah. Yeah. That's
4: how we like it. <clears throat> Uh that's cool. I want to try some of these beers. Well, let's try the one we have here. Um, what is this beer that we're going to try, Ryan?
2: So this is uh, this is Sister Georgia from Laughing Monk, um, and it's, it came from the same batch of peaches that I gave to uh, Orion for his peach saison. Okay. Um, but this one is, I don't want to say hot off the line because it's, it's cold, but it walked in there today right off the canning line, oh. and so it's fresh.
4: Nice. It smells fresh. It smells like peaches. I haven't even smelled beer yet. I haven't tasted it yet, but I can really only smell peaches, which is nice. Oh really? Yeah, do get you get smell a hop-
0: I get a lot of hop aroma. You do you get yeah. a ton of hop aroma. Yeah. The f- there's a lot of peach flavor. Yeah.
4: Mm. Which is which is good. It's very I don't know if you can see it on the camera those who are watching there, but um, it's you know, it looks like a hazy beer. It Looks like yeah. the Haze craze beer. It's it's thick. Um, I assume this comes from the pulp of the fruit, though, unless they actually made a hazy IPA and this I would imagine it's hazy
0: yeah, hazy IPA with some fruit. Yeah, because there's no solids in here. Okay, you get um, enough pectin out of that much fruit. Yeah, but it does taste like a peach. And and what I yeah. what I appreciate about fruit beers is, is when, like Orion was saying, is when it's there's kind of like a depth also, Mm -hmm. you know, you can taste the beer, but like for this, you can taste the skin of the peach, that kind of tannin right there. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And all of the other sweetness and, and the flavors that we know of as peach. And uh, that's, it's very despite its obvious flaws that it's a hazy IPA. Um, <laughs> it tastes like a peach, and that's the best part of it.
4: Yeah, you're right. the the The, the tannins are there. Mm-hmm. like the pit is there a little bit. Um, and now, I now I taste the beer part. Even too. like
0: like the peach fuzz, you yeah. know, that kind of like yeah, it's, it's it's all there. Yeah, that's great.
4: I bet they put a lot in this, a lot they of peaches. Did. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, how much, do you know how much you brought them?
2: Uh, so I gave them a hundred pounds of mm. peaches, um, but I think they also added um, some puree just just to really get so because whole peaches. I mean, obviously, so it's different than the puree. The puree is going to get way more of that like peach flavor. But like mm. you guys have been saying, like the whole peach will get you the whole peach flavor. Yeah, like you'll you'll get the tannins. You'll you you feel like you're actually drinking a peach beer. Right. So it's it's it's. it's it's great. I like
4: it. Yeah, that's a good beer. I like how they doubled up. Yeah, they didn't yeah.
0: trust you. <laughs> yeah,
2: I guess not. Well, it's mean, <laughs> perfect produce. It's not perfect, so. Yeah,
6: as <laughs> it is
0: purees. That's the new technology we're doing. It just it, whatever. No, but you know that is a good way to to, to, to get that wide range. Also, yeah,
2: maybe a little I'll just puree, a like, little fruit bottling puree and perfect produce stuff. And boom, oh, there, there you go. go. Yeah, I mean, this is someone with marketing. Hit me up. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, I like this beer too. Uh, all right. Well, Orion, thanks so much for being on the program with us. Uh, I'm going to have to try come and try some of these uh, fruit beers from you.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Come on down. We've still got uh, our peach saison. We've got a few kegs of that left. Um, so, yeah, it's called Move Into the Country. Oh, nice. Um, and yeah, you know <laughs> I have that on, song in my uh, yeah, head. We just use the fresh peaches, and you definitely get uh, a lot of that peach aroma. Uh, but the peach flavor is uh, very subtle.
4: Okay. So. Yeah, that's yeah. good stuff. Uh, all right. Well, thanks so much for being on the program, and keep up the good work. With uh, thank you very much. Yeah, uh, and maybe we'll see you soon out at the brewery. Thanks, Ryan. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. Thanks, and uh, take care, Ryan. I'll see you soon. Yeah, I'll see
4: you, man. There you go. He's going to see you soon with another trunk full of fruit.
2: <laughs> Show up, Ryan. No, that was actually funny. It was uh, with the mangoes. Like we had been texting about it, and I had some people, and like I said, brewers are at least the head brewers are the worst with their phone. Yeah, you know, because obviously they're busy. They're, they're busy. You yeah, know, they're they drop it in the kettle if like, they pick that phone exactly. up exactly. But like that's my experience. It was all the head brewers terrible with their phones, so yeah. I just I drove down there because we talked about it and hadn't really got a plan. I showed up. I was like, hey, I got a hundred and two. I was like two hundred forty pounds of mangoes or something ridiculous. Right? No, it was a whole. I had my entire trunk of mangoes, and I was like do you want any of these? <laughs> and I don't know if it was him per se or if it was it was maybe someone else, but they're like, well, we'll take some of them. We'll take 10 cases. I think it might have actually been him. And so they took 10 cases out of probably the 30 cases I had. Okay. And then from there I was like, well, I got 20 cases left. And I was like, I'm going to head over to Oakland, drop the rest off at uh, Ale Industries, and they took all of them. And right. And they made a, uh, oh, what did they make? They made a mango... I think it was a, a hazy IPA. I think it's called the Mango Pusher. Okay, it came out in cans. That's but. too bad. That's a waste of mango. <laughs> <laughs> I love Morgan, but it's a waste of mango.
4: Right. <laughs> So that's a great thing. Yeah, you can actually just load up the truck or the yep. car, and whoever doesn't take them, if you just keep stopping at breweries that day, I guarantee you'll almost never go home with fruit.
0: It's,
2: yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of a bummer,
0: because I want some of it to come home. With mm-hmm. fruit, but. I think this would work well in like like the Bronx, where they're used yeah. to buying shit out of trunks of cars. <laughs> True. Yo, man, I got these lugs. They're not quite less lugs with an S, yeah. but yo, they look dope. Let's go. How many <laughs> you want? Let's go. I got size 11 and 12.
4: You're right. And you show up. Uh all right, let's take us another break, and then um, we've got some uh, peach brandy to try. You, you had a distiller do oh, this, Oh, see, too. now we we're talking, do. dude. Now we we're do. talking.
2: And that's a little bit outside of my realm, but
4: okay. well, I'll help you. JP will guide <laughs> yeah. us through. Um, all right, but before we do that, uh, you know, the Hop Grenade here, where our Brewing Network World Headquarters lives, is in Concord, California. And the city of Concord is the perfect place to start to expand, uh, start or expand your craft beer business. Concord is centrally located in the Bay Area. It boasts strong craft beer-loving demographics. I can attest to that. And the city's historic downtown has experienced a boom, with new businesses opening and a new uh, apartment developments in the pip- pipeline. So Concord's business and industrial parks are centrally located Located off major freeways. The city's economic develop team development team. God, I'm terrible today. Dude, the I have city's the, same
0: cop, the same problem with that copy. I don't know why. Ah, the city's economic development
4: team is ready to help you find a successful location to meet your business needs and help you through the permitting process. Give Brian Nunnally a call at 925 671 That's 925 671 He's ready to help you open up your business in Concord, 925 671 And by the way, I can attest, Concord is a rad place to do business. The people are really cool here. Um God, even the cops are cool here. I've never been arrested in Concord.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs>
4: um, all right, so we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna try some brandy. I can't remember what brandy tastes like. It's been a while. JP's gonna walk us through it. I'm
0: doing it. Let's go.
4: Rhubarb Let's and brandy. Go. JP's our old guy for this yeah, show. I'm ready. I've mean,
0: right. got a sweater in the car. Let me go get it.
4: <laughs> Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Rest mashing is easy to do, all for under 300 bucks. They also feature the Mark II work pump, a magnetic drive high temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much, as well as exclusive Brewers Edge regulators and quality Keg King kegs and disconnects. Check them out today at WilliamsBrewing.com to brew their vast selection. Hey, my brewing
3: brothers and sisters, this is Jamel
4: Chef and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe. We're able to make a great commercial version too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever so subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn the cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy,
1: but easy drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Hey, this is Julian Trago from Beachwood Brewing, and you are listening to The Session on the Brewing Network.
4: All right, welcome back to the program. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, and... White Labs, don't forget about those. Want to learn more about the microbes responsible for making sour and farmhouse beers? If so, join White Labs at their Asheville facility for online uh, or online through their webinar September 11th and 12th for their new Sour Beer Essentials Workshop. This two-day workshop will explore the finer points of fermenting sour beer, intricacies of handling the yeast and bacteria, the history and traditions of these beers, and so much more. For more information, check them out at whitelabs.com com slash education, and you can join them in Asheville or do a webinar, whitelabs.com slash education. Please do things like that so that you make better beer. You know what I mean?
0: Who are you talking to? Uh,
4: everybody out there who knows who I'm talking to. You know <laughs> who you are when you need to learn these things. That's true.
0: That's true. It's never a thing where, like, there is uh, there is a saturation point where you're like, ah, I think I'm making good beer. Mm-hmm. And then you need that one person to just be like, nah, son. Yeah. You
4: just need, I'm glad that you're be feeling experimental <laughs> yeah. and inventive and you want to or use comfort. different microbes. Yeah. But you need to
0: learn. About yeah. It, My I thing think. was comfortability level. Because yeah. it's like you get used to your house flavor. Yeah. Or you get used to how your beer tastes. Right. And uh, that's how you think it should. Should taste right until someone has to be like, mm, let's let's work from your yeast and let's go backwards. Let White Labs help you. You're right, exactly. Let's do that.
4: All right. So we have a distilled spirit in our glass in front of us now, which is a brandy. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> it's not a um, it's not a commercially brewed. It's distilled not a Suganese brandy. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> not. No, well, we don't know. You haven't tasted it. <laughs>
6: That's
2: true. Where is this from? So this is... Uh, don't my,
4: say his name.
2: This is my buddy. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. This is my buddy who oh. uh, almost prefers to not to be known because... Uh, so I, I've given him two batches. Yeah. I gave him some Asian apple pears, uh-huh. which is what this one was. Yeah. And then I gave him some regular pears, which, again, <laughs> I don't know anything about uh, hard alcohol, let alone brandy or bourbon or anything mm-hmm. like that. So I um, gave him some pears to make some brandy with. And he uh, prides himself on his brandies, and he made the mistake of trying it in a new boil kettle, and he didn't like something was going on, so he transferred it to another one, and ended up uh, burning the pears a little bit.
6: Okay,
2: uh, that'll happen. Yeah, and so he was, you know, all mad at himself. But that's the different one. These are the apple Asian pears. Okay, okay, and so so that's, this is that's
4: one fruit. Yes. Okay. okay, an apple Asian pear,
2: yeah, apple and uh, Asian
5: pear. this is a. Basically a of wine that's been distilled. Is that what, is I that believe it? so. Yeah, yeah. And it, that's what a brandy
2: is. Yeah. It's about forty percent. I think you said. Okay. Yeah. It definitely got definitely got a. Smell so I've never had it, to it.
0: Apple Asian pear, or Asian apple pear. Apple bottom jeans. Are
4: you, you looking it up right now to see what pear? it is?
2: Yeah. I want to say it's yeah an apple. Asian pear.
4: Which once. I have no idea about. what that tastes like. I do know I taste fruit in this, yeah. but Asian I have no pear. idea if I'm tasting that.
2: Asian hybrid apple pear. It's about the size of a, yeah. a kiwi. Okay. So it's relatively small. Um, I, mean, I I want to say almost it has the texture of a pear? I mean, I think I've had one of them before just because I was curious. It was a while ago. I want to say it still has the texture hmm. of a pear, even though it looks like an apple.
0: Yeah, it, it literally, if you imagine a pear, like it's kind of like brown with the light brown spots on it, mm-hmm. but in the form of an apple. It's okay. literally like an apple pear, but it's uh, also known by Asian pear, Chinese pear, Korean pear, Japanese pear, Taiwanese pear. Hmm. And sand pear for some reason <laughs> I pear. don't know, um, but literally it's it's Asian or all of the other Asian countries individually if you want <laughs> whatever you feel like doing. It tastes like pear. <clears throat> yeah, apparently it
2: has a I high water so.
0: content and a crisp, grainy texture. Uh, commonly served raw or, or peeled which which this would make a, a decent wine but I think you would have to use a lot of it and then if you're going to distill it probably yeah. distill it maybe a couple of times to 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 really condense it down to get mm. that essence if they are super yeah. watery.
2: Yeah. And that's what he was talking about is I think with this I, I it was like a, I don't know like 50 pounds or something like that and he was, ta- he was saying terms of distilling that I had no idea he was talking about cuts and different things that like you guys probably know what I'm talking about yeah. like mm-hmm. he, was, he was just you know, talking to me, and I'm like, sure, you know. And so he said, by the time he got down to what he was satisfied with, he had about half a bottle. Okay. And so, you know, he's like, you know, next time give me like 300 pounds, and I can, you know, <laughs> definitely give you a right. good batch. Right. But, uh, did, he yeah. admit,
5: did he, did he, do you know how strong the wine was that he, that he ended up with? I think it was about 40%. No, this is 40%, but yeah. the wine itself that he did he. Uh, hmm. Not sure about I've that. I'm curious about that. He, yeah. may have, he may have needed more fruit to get start out with more alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get Definitely. more
2: alcohol. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, those things are only this big, too. So, thinks, yeah.
4: Yeah. Did you taste it, JP? Yeah. Do you taste pear
0: in it? Yeah. Um, <coughs> Maybe a little bit. Like uh, I, I don't like pears. Let me preface that. Okay. Um, the the meat and the texture and that the the flavor it's not my thing. Hmm. But this does taste kind of like a crunchy pear. Yeah. Like an underripe pear. So it basically doesn't taste like a pear. <laughs> like uh like the juicy kind of squishy pears has a, have that pear flavor. That really intense kind of you know you know what you're eating. Yeah. Um. I don't like that, and this tastes like the thing that I like. You, about pears, you know what I mean, the the crunchy part. Yeah. Um not in your face pear, it's very subtle. Um and this uh, yeah. Yeah,
4: I think I like it's it. there. Yeah. I really taste pear. Yeah. I do like pears. And I can well, really You probably any. like
0: figs too. I do like figs. <laughs> yeah. You've figs seen, are fantastic. You seem like that guy. Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I like figs and pears together.
0: Shit. Together again. <laughs> you like pairing figs with pears? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. You guys heard about figs? It's like a weird thing. I'm pretty sure it's figs that bees will go into them and lay their eggs. Stop and, now. I don't want to know that. Yeah. Look it up. Whoever's out there. What eggs? Bees don't have the eggs. They do something. Like, and I'm what happens sure, the larva, then? They go in there. They lay their eggs. Whatever larva, yeah, 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 larva into the, and it looks uh, just like fig. fig,
0: and you'll never know until you eat it.
2: Now it,
0: uh, well, then, it's, it's I'm just it's a jar it's of bee and I'm, I'm never
2: gonna eat no, it. bee well, caviar. See? I guess it could be caviar. You see, yeah. people eat wow. fish eggs <laughs> and
4: chicken eggs, and all. I'm just gonna, th- I'm just gonna think of it like that. They're popular in It's a, delicate, it's a delicacy. Yeah.
0: It's a yeah, Suganese delicacy. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you can tell I'm seeing a shrink again because I'm just like, no, I'm just gonna think of it like uh, people eat eggs. Eggs are fine.
0: Uh, Everything's good. I could also tell by your very nice, generous personality. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, This, uh, I'm I'm trying to uh, drill down a little bit more into this uh, spirit. And no pun intended, it tastes like a distilled version of a light <clears throat> pear. Okay. So, so I guess that's I'm getting it a little more. Yeah. It, uh, Mission I accomplished. The essence is there. Oh. I would love to eat one to like compare the <laughs> compare the two Jesus. um <laughs> this show but i don't know uh yeah it tastes good yeah i like yeah, it. it's
5: really clean it's got a, it's a nice uh, nice distillation to yeah tell, to tell that guy
0: yeah just, oh yeah the cuts are good but I, I i i don't know if this is the right like fruit to put all the work into which it sounds like your friend is already kind of telling you yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like this is a lot of work for and the payoff. i mean i can't taste the burnt or maybe maybe a little bit caramelization but not a whole lot um but uh, it, it's it's very uh,
2: very light and I could see yeah. very dangerous. Well, so the, the burnt one was the other pe- was the actual pear pear. Oh, okay, got it. Got yeah, it, this one it, okay. I think for him it was just uh, the idea of something new. Hmm. You know, he's hmm. like I've never heard of an Asian apple pear, so I'll yeah. give it a shot and then he did it and he's like that was horrible. Yeah, I spent, you know. Five hours <laughs> cutting <laughs> right. these tiny little things, and I get half a bottle. Never gonna get know? that
4: five hours back. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, if you drink the bottle all at once, he will have one good night. Yeah, so. have
2: five hours worth of
5: hangover. We're having a good time here. So yeah. 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 Tell him about yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. All right, well, <laughs> good job. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be stoked.
4: And then I don't think this affects the flavor of this one, but JP, wouldn't a, doesn't a brandy usually have color to it? Like, would it have been in a barrel to add color, or are they um, are they clear like this? They're clear. Brandies are clear. Yeah. Why do I always remember them being like a yellow brandy or something? Who knows, yeah. So it ha- I'm not completely re- no, no. an idiot. Uh, I, I, it happens. But often so.
0: they're clear like this? Yeah, they can uh, be. Just like whiskeys. Whiskies, whiskies can be clear, too. Yeah, yeah,
1: Maybe okay. they
2: just come in a brown bottle, because I thought the same thing.
5: It could be that. No, I think uh, you both... I'm not okay kidding with you, Justin. I, 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 my, my image Brandy is colored in a glass. It's colored, <laughs> glass. It's Brandy colored right? Brandy's different. Brandy it's got some sort of color liquid in it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But okay, I didn't know that. I time.
0: mean, anything's... I mean, it's... it's it's. I don't know much about Brandy, but I think it's one of those spirits where... It's still a brandy in this glass, and you can oak age it if you want to. It doesn't. It doesn't. Sure. Doesn't need to be aged in a barrel where like a bourbon needs to be in New American oak to be called a bourbon kind of a thing cool. well if i google image brandy You're a
4: f- virtually sure. yeah there's a couple You're of brandies plug, yeah. and then there everything is colored not every there's a, a uh. few a, a, a couple of exceptions
0: well look this is 2018 that's where we are societally so you shouldn't <laughs> you should really accept it more than half of this Yeah, <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay half of this probably isn't even brandy anyway but there's brandy the twin she's no, oh, she's not a twin. No. Uh, anyhow, there's like two clear ones here. All right. Well, I was just yeah. curious. Yeah, yeah. No, it happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's true. All right. um, Hey, Great Fermentations, they've got the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web, and their staff is some of the best trained in the business using Blickman products. Um, Check them out at greatfermentations.com. They offer top-notch customer service and same-day shipping on many items. Be sure to like them on Facebook. That's GR8Fermentation. Instagram and Twitter, uh, Great Fermentations. Go to greatfermentations.com. They're good people over there. Um, also, uh, if you're looking to make a beer, uh, you know, a new home brewer, have you used the Beersmith brewing software yet, Ryan?
2: I you know, I started with that one. You did? And Hell yeah. it was a little more confusing, mainly because I had no idea what I was doing at first. Okay. You know, and so I looked at that, and then I talked to one of my buddies at Seven Stills, and he used Brewer's, Brewer's Friend. Okay. And it's just a little bit more simple for me. Okay. But I'm sure, like, I can see how... Uh, Beersmith could definitely be a little more in-depth. Like, well, it like it not just more. that, oh,
4: but I'm going to help you out here. Beersmith, you can go to Beersmith.com and get your free 21-day trial. But uh, Beersmith has all the tutorials in the world to use it. They've got videos for everything, podcasts for everything. Anything you don't know how to use, you just go watch it on YouTube and they show you how to use it. You can get your free 21-day trial and check it out, um, as always. But now... It's Beersmith 3, JP.
0: Hell yeah, uh, dude. I saw that.
4: Yeah. Uh, with Now with support for mead, wine, and cider recipes. Water profile tool built into the recipe builder so you can build and match water profiles. Uh, a mash pH estimation and adjustment built into the recipe builder. So you're right. It's a little complex, Ryan. It's got everything you need. New support for hop whirlpool additions, including time and temperature for each item. You like that, Tasty? Mm -hmm. Whirlpool edition calculation. Uh, Completely revised databases, including new hops, malts, fruits, juices, honey, um, and a style guide for mead, wine, and cider. Um, Yeah, over 700,000 recipes in their database now. That's crazy. Boil adjustments for high-altitude brewing. What huh. do we think of next um, and a streamlined interface that hides unneeded data when brewing go to beersmith.com get your free 21 day trial
5: I think you might have just convinced me
4: yeah it's check it great out software.
5: Yeah, it tells you all about pH of the grain stuff it's great <laughs> well at
4: least if I haven't you get your money You're like it doesn't cost me yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. well yeah, it
5: yeah. is
0: also great for for you know people who are learning if you want to figure out what direction to start learning about things next and, and how to really elevate your game yeah and you don't know a whole lot about the vocabulary. You gotta look it up, beersmith. Yeah, so um, you know, I'm low altitude brewing. First of all, if I want to brew a fucking ten miles under the earth, what do I? What do I count? Count <laughs> for that,
4: Brad? Well, you don't need heat. heat. You, you don't need heat source anymore. That's true. <laughs> It'll just be there. Me and the lizard people. You need protective clothing. All right.
0: Well, I'm um, still gonna work on it. Do we have a, a Twitter game results? We do have Twitter game results. Right. Justin, thank you for asking me.
4: Yeah. Don't forget the Twitter game is brought to you today by the Wine and Hop Shop. Go to WineandHop.com.
0: Uh, what
4: was our Twitter
0: game? Our Twitter game was very complex. It was, uh, what's Warren been hiding? He's been missing a lot of work. You mean Beardy? Beardy, yeah. Excuse okay. me. Brr, beardy. Uh, what's Beardy been hiding? Yeah. Excuse me. Besides his uh, genetically weak chin. Okay. Uh, TN Brewing says uh, he actually shaved his beard, and now he's ashamed to show his face. He should be. <laughs> if he shaved his beard, oh my God. he should absolutely be ashamed Dude, to show his we face were in the, we were in the city on Saturday. Oh, fuck. I, I forgot how annoying it is. To go out in oh, the city with Warren, when I, it, people just come up all the time, he has a big long beard, like down, like literally down to his belly, yeah. and uh, it's just. I, hey man, I have to tell you, <laughs> I got to tell you, man, it's a sweet, it's a sweet beard, people man. Love it.
4: it makes people happy. People it does make
0: me. people happy, but it irritates me because I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to go to the bar. Right. And why are we stopping? So you, you, don't, he doesn't even want to talk to them. But it he irritates stops. him. It, you know what yeah. irritates the most is candy. Right? His wife hates it. Yeah, it's
1: uh, yeah, it
2: hates when drunk girls braid it.
4: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so
0: soft. What do you do
3: with it? I wash I braid? it just like your hair.
0: <laughs> All right. So anyway, that's my story for you. Scotty B says he will live uh, his will to live. He's hiding his will to live, <laughs> which he rediscovers each week. He gets to do something else besides contributing to the session. Oh, I doubt that. I know. I would have stopped at his will to live, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeff writes uh, After a strange missing time thing, Warren's been at home building devil's towers out of spent grains. Hmm. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. Okay. If it's anything like Ligma, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: What's Ligma?
0: <laughs> Ligma ball. Um, uh. Gurgury. Gregory Dean says, uh, being barrel-aged. Hmm. He's hiding being barrel-aged? Yeah.
6: He's, he's being barrel-aged, so that's where he is.
0: <laughs> Ryan Turner <laughs> says, he became a dentist, progressively drank more heavily, and then the wheels came off a bit. Oh, wait, who were we talking about? <laughs> I like that
6: one. Oh, that's too pretty soon. Good. <laughs> that's it. That's
0: what we got. Oh, wait, maybe we got one more. Uh, nah, that's a stupid one. That's what, it. What was the first one again? Um, first one was he actually shaved his beard, and now he's ashamed to show his face literally. See, yeah. well, that well, one's well, the, the old, most accurate, but the
4: last the only one's one funny, scored on the
5: laughometer,
0: Which
4: is the Doc one. Say the Doc one again. So it's not our fault. It was yeah. the laugh-o-meter.
0: Right. Uh, right. He became a dentist, progressively drank more heavily, and then the wheels <laughs> came off a bit. Oh, wait. Who are
5: we talking that's about? Crazy. That's our winner. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah, good job. All right. um, You'll get a prize from the Beeve, and it'll be great. You'll love it. You'll
5: love it. Yeah. It wouldn't fit, but you'll love it.
4: All right, a couple more things to do here. Hey, GrogTag is your one-stop homebrew customization shop. They have it all, from reusable beer and wine labels to durable metal signs to high-quality coasters, and everything's customizable. Go uh, get creative over on GrogTag.com with one of hundreds of templates, and we'll print on high-quality materials and ship it out to you. It's easy. Check out GrogTag.com today and use coupon code BNARMY to get 10% off your next order.
0: And actually, they're uh, sponsoring the Homebrew Label Awards are back. Oh. So you go to homebrewlabelawards.com if you have uh homebrew labels that you make You want to upload your labels. We got uh they got sponsors like White Labs and uh, BYO Magazine and they're working on a few more. Nice. So um uh, you know check it out. I think right now they're at like 2,000 or 3,000 dollars worth of prizes they're giving away. So homebrewlabelawards.com.
4: Didn't I win our internal homebrew label <laughs> awards years ago when this came out?
0: Uh maybe. I feel like I mean, it was me this or thing, Nate, but we did. I can't did. remember. We did an internal one. We did an internal one, and I, 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 think in classic Brain Network fashion, we kind of stopped at towards the end. <laughs> yeah, I think we were we, like, I a, think we get
5: down to the top three or something. Yeah, I we were like a, a few yards from the almost line. right? Yeah. Yeah. And then we lost it. Yeah. Yeah. that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah.
0: So really, we all won. <laughs> yeah.
4: That's how I like it right yeah. here.
0: I like it. <laughs> That's <laughs> why was. I did that. It's because yeah. you know we all win. Yeah. All
4: right, last one. Who do you think it is?
0: Um, it is Tasty's favorite. Actually, Tasty likes to read this one. I've been giving it this to I him really to read. I don't read it. Tasty, shut up. You're ruining my... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, me, you're, okay, fine. Yeah, right, yeah. Tasty, yeah, yeah. read this. You just it
4: to him. No, I'm going to read it. Right. I miss it myself. I miss I miss it. I miss it. Uh, Adam and Eve is determined to help you spice things up in the bedroom, and they're backing up that promise. Check it out. Go to AdamandEve.com, and you're going to get 50% off. How come this is the only one I can read fucking perfectly? The
0: entire <laughs> show, because... It, It's all in caps. (laughs) Maybe that's what it is. That's what it is.
4: I screw them up the whole show, and then this one I'm like, come on, baby, this is easy. Uh, Use coupon code BNARMY at checkout. You're going to get 50% off almost any item, which is a good deal in and of itself, but backed by popular demand, and for a limited time, you'll also get the free Big O kit. Adam and Eve's Big O kit includes their exclusive Climax gel and a mini vibrator. Uh, So now um, you can get your... I hate that line. You get your girl off too. I mean, now you've got a new
5: way. They were to, doing good. Though.
4: I just don't like the copy. Sometimes they said no. I'm allowed to make my own, which is why we fuck it around all the time. Uh, anyway, we should, we you should get a skit. mini vibrator. Let's do skits for this one. Just where? How does a skit go? Yeah.
0: What do you mean? I don't. I would give you a script, and then we would just, just we would just go back one. and forth.
4: I'm fine with that. Yeah. You're gonna write the scripts. You're, just, you're gonna include this and just give me my part. Yeah. <laughs> You I'm putting a lot of power in your hands, but I'll do it. I'll read whatever. Hey, so is Adam and Eve, okay? Let's be honest. This is a good start. You're Thank good you. at this already. Thanks, man. Uh, you'll also get uh, the entire order sent to you for free. So take advantage of this limited-time offer, a new adult toy, naughty movie, or almost anything else. Uh, when you choose that item at 50% off, you get free shipping plus the big O kit with all the things I said and didn't say. Um, and you'll f- you won't find this deal anywhere else. I'm sure of it. Uh, Use offer code BNARMY. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y at AdamandEve.com. You guys must be using these coupon codes because they haven't canceled us yet. <laughs> I love it. I feel
0: keep, like if they ever... Keep it up out there. If they ever, like, subscribe to those services or websites that comb through your credit card, let's say, and figure out what subscriptions you have that you don't use or you want to cancel. Right. <laughs> A bunch of these, yeah. They <laughs> would be gone. <laughs> They're like, oh, the Brewing Network. I'd like to think that we're teaching the world to brew
4: and sex or it's, something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Have, to have brew and sex time.
4: <laughs> I think I got through everything. When, Sorry they were all at the end there, folks. I you, messed up a little
0: bit. When are we going to have... We should we should have a sex show. I mean, and why not? What? Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. You mean like one episode or
6: like, no, a, like a,
4: a show, like a, like a, like a podcast. podcast? I mean, it's the same thing. I'm not ja- taking no, part in that. Jamil <laughs> has been asking me to let him do this show for years. I am 100% <laughs> not taking yeah. part in that. He wanted to do a sex advice show. Um, Love strong. Love strong. Yeah. Which, I, which on, on one hand, I always thought... Jamil surprises me. One hand I thought would be funny, but on the other, I'm with Bevo. Like, no.
0: Yes, JP. I feel like if you want to let him do that, you should talk to Liz first. And make sure that his advice is actually... Beneficial, so sound. But that's the thing about Jamil;
4: he doesn't actually <laughs> have to know what he's talking about to to either know what he's talking
0: about or sound uh, like he knows what he's talking here, about. Here's the thing: take her down to <laughs> Um Well, I will say on the uh, JP and Sully mixtape show one time, we were responsible for bringing another child into the world. So, really, if we we're going to do a sex show, a child was conceived during the program. <laughs> no, because of the program. So, some dude called up and was like. Like, hey, my ex wife is coming over, and I think she wants to hook up, and I don't know if I should do that. Should I do that? And we said, Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, you know, when no. we said it in better terms, and they will we'll throw out advice. In yeah, case. yeah, right. They ended up getting back together, and they had a kid, and now they're now they're married. They have a kid. Oh, and that's good. I didn't cool. think it was going to go
4: like that. Yeah. I thought you were going to say his ex-wife. They yeah. got pregnant, had a kid. Her boyfriend still
0: son. not together. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. No, it ended up being been a good a good story. So okay,
4: you know, you
2: I, I just can't well, help this right. one. But if you guys are going to do a sex show, you have to call it hard. In parentheses, in and then cider. Right. That's yeah, just, not bad. Yeah, hard insider. You know. yeah. you know. yeah. <laughs> or him. I mean whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's true.
4: Yeah, hard inside him. <laughs> Doesn't have the same rank to it, but no. it works. So I
2: have to sit in for every Bruce Strong and we do Where you freaking Jamil's sex? medical corner almost every episode where he just right. talks about weird it's shit that happens medical with his body. <laughs> I don't want to know about his sex life or any of his sexual recommendations.
4: Right. She's no. saying I have to find a different producer if I Hard. let him. A whole, whole different set strong. of people.
5: Yeah. The, the microphone sound passes. like these a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. whole different brand. Yeah. Today and I
2: love that man. Jamil's no.
5: medical corner.
2: <laughs> Tapeworms. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Jamil is uh, crazy. He is crazy. Yeah.
4: Uh, All right. Thank you to Ryan Holmes from Imperfect Produce for being on the program with us today. I appreciate it. It's
2: it's been fun. Hopefully I've... uh haven't embarrassed my company too much. Uh, if, I'm sure you <laughs> haven't.
4: Uh, we probably did. We have. Um, but <laughs> no, thank sorry. you for being here. And um, uh, I love the program. Hope to get to taste more beers uh, from people with your Imperfect Produce in it, man. That's cool.
2: Yeah, i to uh, have to start sending them you guys' way, too.
4: <coughs> yeah. You yeah. can
2: critique it online.
4: Feel free. We'll yeah. taste some beer. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Next week on the program, we've got Armistice Brewing Company from Richmond, California. Is that Richmond's first brewery? Bevo? Yeah? I believe so. Okay.
5: That's cool.
4: Yeah. I think Faction was oh, looking there's in there's Richmond several. for a there's little
5: while. They weren't the first. There's several. They just had their one-year anniversary. Oh. There's several that have been there for. There's a bunch there now? Oh, yeah. You had to get over there. Oh, I had no really? idea. Yeah, check out the Richmond, Richmond Brewers Guild or something. Really? Like. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a few. It, they just had the first-year anniversary. armistice. Did you make okay. that up, the okay. Richmond Brewers Guild? No. Yeah, well, I'm just
4: Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> probably got it's something. He's riffing. They should it's, have one. It's something.
5: There's like four or five over there Huh. Yeah. Huh. The more you, Ben <laughs> Casper, you heard of them.
0: Ben Casper I thought that was a dude or something that you can buy at Adam and Eve. It's just a guy
5: named Ben and A guy named Casper. Oh, shit. I'm the first name. So.
0: Who's been
4: doing your closing uh, and and your Twitter game? If Beardy nobody, hasn't been showing up,
5: no Beardy
0: doesn't even do my closing because he talks too slow. All oh, right, you do the clo- do close. Nobody does. Nobody does the close, but he does your Twitter game. He does. Uh, he sometimes. does sometimes. Okay, so but, yeah. you've just been
4: doing it all your. You've been you've been a two man show here, the JP and Tasty show. Yeah, yeah, we did three of those. I think three uh, of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I'm sorry, yeah, guys. I, mean, yeah, it's I,
2: it's I wasn't here. It's fine. Yeah. You weren't here either. No,
6: I no, was she here. apparently
4: I
2: don't.
6: Count.
4: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you don't really. Right. (laughs) Well, they couldn't run it, but you don't count on the air. I'm not helping, am I?
6: No.
4: <laughs> you're doing great. That's what you're what, doing. What do you play? for? I think I've asked you this before, but what do you? What's your closing theme when you're
0: hosting? JP's an asshole. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. I like that. It's a good song. It's a great
4: it's song. Good. Yeah. And uh, It'll
0: last forever. So basically, I just I'll, I'll play that, and I'll look at the calendar and see what other shows we've got coming on. And um, okay, you know, well, with that, just do a bad. good old fashioned close. Yeah. Okay. A hard close. But uh, a couple times Warren hasn't let me know that he's coming. Uh, he's not going to be here, so oh. it's hard to like plan
4: for it and. Uh, Right. Yeah. That's weird. They that's always right. let me know. Everyone <laughs> yeah. lets me know. Well, he, it was a weird
0: thing. It was a one-time <laughs> thing, I'm sure.
4: But, uh, I'm fucking with you anyway. Yeah. Uh, he did let me know today, too, though. He yeah. texted me. He said, I already that's told JP. That's right. But I'm letting... He's on jury duty or something. Ju- he well, must be... It's, I think it's the Manafort trial. I don't know if you've heard of that. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> in on. Santa Cruz.
4: Yeah, he's in Santa Cruz.
0: Because the dummy didn't register to oh, vote up here. So now he has to go all the way to Santa Cruz all the time. <clears> and, like, planned for a bunch of shit. It's like, dude, wow. whatever. Way to go.
4: Also over here, you're less likely to get called or, or to get chosen. I feel like in Santa Cruz, less population. When you show up, when you actually show up for your jury duty, they need you. Yeah. Here, they just you know they put a billion people on the list. You call and they say we don't need half of you.
0: Right. Apparently, he was like juror number three okay. or something like that. And, and he goes, I'll tell you after the the case, right? Because he's v- worn is very rule heavy. I'll tell you after the case, but uh, I'm, I'm very surprised that they chose me based on the answers that I gave my my questioning. I'm like,
4: wouldn't you also, as a as a legal professional, take one look at Beardy and just be like, "Fuck a fringe, no, dude. I that mean,
5: guy's a fringe yeah." Type. What a guy in the middle of he's the a
2: Also, can you imagine being on a jury with Warren?
5: <laughs> oh god, no. Cuz like, he's such the a most, stickler
2: about I, every like he that is going to be the most and and I think this is a great thing, that's going to be the most thought out like yeah. he's not going to be swayed one way or another by somebody else's opinion. So
4: that being so yes, you make a great point. I would not want to be on a jury with him, but I would, I would want him on, on my, my jury, jury because he would be like, "Uh, excuse me, we were told that that information is inadmissible." <laughs> Right. And we were told to forget it, and I need <laughs> you to forget it right now. You know, Give me like that part those, of your brain. those are the kind of things he does. He's very.
0: I told him, I go look when they when it comes time to, him to the, pick the jury four person, you should volunteer because it's a cool. It's a cool. I liked being on the jury. Uh, I like being a jury four person because I don't know. It's just fun. I like to learn how shit works, and that part of the jury, uh, the judicial system, kind of fascinates me. How yeah. you can get twelve idiots in a room, and make them change their mind and convict some <laughs> poor <laughs> fuck right exactly you're going you're going to uh, to, to prison homie but uh, it was just a really cool concept and I thought that he would really get a lot out of that and then I thought about how everybody in that room would fucking hate him yeah because he'd be like dude I didn't say that well oh, you actually did say blah blah oh blah, blah but he might as well
4: be the foreman anyway because he's going to do that regardless <laughs> to yeah. the foreman should we
0: just take a boat
4: <laughs> a boat yeah. we a boat <laughs> Uh, but just his appearance, wouldn't you like it? Instantly go yeah. no to that guy,
0: <laughs> right?
4: But maybe his answers reflected what I'm talking about, and how you'd want him on the jury. Yeah. Oh,
0: no, absolutely.
4: I would want him on my jury for absolutely. whatever whatever crime I get caught doing, <laughs> <laughs> right at the border. <laughs> yeah, the boor- those sorry. border crimes, dude. Watch out! I'm on, I'm on trial for flicking a cigarette into the empty <laughs> empty dirt planter. Well,
0: man, and on that show, they they there's a lot of the search and seizures are because people make a wrong turn and they don't want to go into Canada. Let's say <laughs> they're like in Washington State, <laughs> right? And they don't want to go to Canada, but it's kind of confusing, and-, and they miss the twelve signs that say "Last Washington Exit." Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. and then and then so they go, "Oh, we're just we're just trying to turn around." But they get waved into the into right. this, and then they get seized, and they get fined and arrested. It's like that can't be legal because right. they have pot. Well, you're trying to bring it into Canada. No, no I wasn't. I really wasn't. How is <laughs> this even legal? Right. I couldn't reverse on the freeway yeah. once I saw the. Yeah, it makes it just it's so frustrating, man. It is. That's why I mouthed
4: off. I was frustrated.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's Boy. science to say. At last exit. If you're holding, exit here.
0: Right. <laughs> Hey,
4: and then, I, and then, because this is because this is how I, I spent the rest of the afternoon frustrated that I couldn't mouth off more. Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you didn't
0: know because
4: I didn't know. Right. And once I didn't find anything, I was like, "Shit, <laughs> I could have been such a dick." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. All right. There'll be times for that. (laughs) Let's get out of here. Thanks again, Ryan, for coming in. Uh, Thanks to Orion from Freewill Brewing Company. um, And we'll see you guys next time on the show. Appreciate it.
2: No, definitely. Thank you guys for having me. All
4: right, JP. Take us out of here. And uh, we'll see you all next week.
0: Thank you to our sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Thanks to Imperfect Produce for coming in the studio and talking about, well, Imperfect Produce. Go to ImperfectProduce.com and learn more about how to get great tasting produce for your beer or your gut. Merge your love of Disneyland with your lack-engaging podcast and go to EarsUpPodcast.com as J.P., Terrence, Bevo, and Taryn talk about all things Disneyland. Get on Twitter for some good beer insight and homebrew info and follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew, Mike McDowell at Tasty McD, Warren is stuck over at Another Beardy, Jason, I wrote a forward to a serious book written by a human lawyer, Petros, understand that Twitter is dead and you should follow him on Instagram at Major Jip, and Bevo is also on Instagram at Beverly Moore. Be sure to find the Bury Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Ligma. What's
4: Ligma? JP's an
5: asshole Justin's and winning the race JP